0: Bridgestone. Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, is proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you.
1: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: The world's original podcast.
3: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Patriots Unfiltered.
0: What are the Patriots' (coughs) DVOA run defense? I don't know if I have that. Oh, wait. No, I just have all their terrible offensive stats in front of me. Sean Jefferson, the wide receivers coach. Of, uh, of the Cardinals, still wearing those pants, Freddie. I Remember mean, the leggings
3: he used to wear yeah. at practice, and it used to make Fred very uncomfortable. Oh, really? <laughs> well, there he that's points. all he would wear, right?
4: <laughs> you know, he'd come running at you, and there's a lot looking at you there. <laughs> what I don't get is when fans say, "I'm embarrassed." <laughs> why are you embarrassed? You didn't play in it. You didn't. Your yeah. kid's not on the in the game. Like, why are you embarrassed? I guess if you're saying that Stafford's not a sure
3: thing, then okay. How can you say Stafford's a sure thing? He's not going to be out for 2023. He may decide I'm not playing anymore. Okay, well, either way, like he's that, not a sure thing. The guy's in his late 30s and has a spinal contusion. I think he might say, you know what? I got lucky. I'm getting out.
4: Yeah, so he's not a sure thing. Yeah. It depends on the weather. If they water it nice and it goes in moist.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah,
4: yeah. So it goes in easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and...
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Well,
1: <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered.
3: Fueled
0: by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered. All right, it's Patriots Unfiltered. It's pp and the deuce edition guys i mean we just yeah. did we just wrap the post game show Paul? we did it's like we basically got rid of the funny you know creative host and you know i always love when
3: when matt plays the uh the little recap for the open who would have thunk that our little you know <laughs> immature little uh talk about the the turf mm. in arizona would turn out to be a big part of the game
0: right right from the get-go third play of the game Third play from the game the game ended we, uh, you know, when we were watching it, and I don't think we talked about it on the post game show, but both Paul and I were like, that's the Edelman play from Detroit. It looked just like it. You yeah. know, that like That's he tries on the grass. Make the Edelman one was on turf. And they went down. Players were talking about it, though. Now, my question, though, is this is supposed to be, and Fred talked about it, grass. They put it out, they bring it back in. Everybody's complaining about the oh, it is grass. artificial turf. So, no, 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 no. You know, Arizona's I, no, grass. No, I know, I know, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Everybody complains about artificial turf, but we're having, you know, the same problems with grass here. Yeah, like and I saw, I think.
3: Uh, you know, um, David Chow, uh, NFL doc. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's uh, really good with uh, a lot of that stuff. And uh, s- uh, there were 32 ACLs this year, 16 on grass, 16 on turf. Oh. so far. So what's now? Just ACLs. Yeah. That doesn't count, you know, like
0: high ankles. High ankles,
3: ankles and you know a- any other
0: stuff. Tough, tough though too. I mean, it's not all based on the turf. I mean, like look at Debo. I mean, I know he was just an ankle injury, but you know sometimes you just get pinned and yeah. you can't get out. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. Well, the Patriots got out of Arizona with a win. With a win. And here we are. feels like we just got off the air. Fred uh, traveling back from Arizona. We don't know his exact location, but um, you guys just got Paul and Deuce today. get it so. on, like, NORAD or whatever and see <laughs> where he is. Is It's it Santa's sleigh. They, yeah. they track Fred uh, flying across the country somewhere. So a uh, little bleary-eyed here tonight. Paul stayed in the hotel, and uh, I was at my house but not too far from here but we got up we wrote we've already we're shooting tv we've already shot a tv we've already show. previewed the raiders uh so i think today we're just uh i guess sawing through last night a little bit a little bit of perspective perhaps i say we treat this as
3: an extended post game show That's i know that hard without some, Hardy. some of our listeners uh, were able to call in last night and participate but it is late um you know it's you know 1 i think we we wrapped yeah. it up somewhere around that time so I know not everybody got a chance to weigh in. So certainly uh, if you have your thoughts on, on last night's game, and you know we made light of it, but you can't get around the fact that the Kyler Murray injury was an enormous impact on the game. But I thought the defense made a lot of plays in the second half that sort of lifted the team uh, to victory. Not sure. You know, they might still be playing at 13-13 <laughs> if not for that scoop and oh, score. Um, you know, Duggar and Rayquan McMillan combined on that play to to uh, victimize DeAndre Hopkins. And, and that was a, a huge play in the game, yeah. too. So a lot of plays to talk about, a lot of uh, different sequences. And uh, as of right now, Mike, the bottom line is – at seven and six, you are inside the playoff structure yep. today. And if you, you
0: win out, you stay in. You win out, you're in. It's not going to be easy. Um, well, let's let's start at the top, Paul, with a little bit of uh, a positivity because I think Marcus Jones, the two rookie running backs, finally getting um, you know a little bit of run now. I know that we're not I, – I found a lot of people this morning were trumpeting the 2022 rookie class as if it's it's an all-time class or something. I, mean, I, just, I saw a little bit too much hype, and I think that they've been good lately. Um, I still think we have questions about this class, but coming out of last night, I feel very, very excited – continue to feel excited about Marcus Jones and just – football player that yeah. they've got and added to their team. I, and that I guy. mean, you
3: know how I felt about Marcus Jones the day they drafted him. You know that we did sort of our midseason kind of things. I picked him as my, my rookie of the year um, for the Patriots. He's by far and away um, the rookie that I'm most excited about. I, I just would caution. like people, I, I don't want to take away any of your enthusiasm for what Kevin Harris and, and Pierre Strong did last night. But... Don't tell me that that makes it a, a special draft class because those two guys contributed last night. You know, is Cole Strange a bust because he gave up a sack last night and didn't play and he hasn't really played? He got yanked out of three different games this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say he's a bust. You know, he's he's starting every game. He's figuring his way out. I, I just don't like the snapshot. Good draft class. Boom. Right. Done. Week thirteen. Week thirteen because. In week thirteen, you got contributions from two rookie running backs who had combined for what, five carries? Right. Before that? Nothing. So that that's my only thing. Like last yeah. year I, I said this a million times. Last year at this time, we thought they had three like A plus selections in Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, and Ramadre Stevenson. Right now, you'd probably say one of those. Maybe is an yeah. A plus. Yeah, and, that's, and
0: Stevenson. And that's why even in comparison and I, I mean maybe separate from Mac because Mac is a quarterback and that's a first round pick and it's this whole separate thing. But just for me, I, I think Marcus Jones is the most exciting pick that, that's come around here in, in a while. And just I mean, he's playing all three sides of the ball. I think now you're getting to the point where it's like, what do you do with this guy? Like how do you make the most of him without asking too much of him? But right. I said it on one of the shows, I think it might have been the pregame show yesterday. It's just you see how explosive he is and how much they've desperately needed that element to their game. And all of a sudden you've got a player that's not only bringing you that, but he's also playing defense. He's playing special teams and returning punts. And, you know, how can you really, I don't want to say build your team around this guy, but just absolutely maximize because I think he has the potential to maybe be special.
3: So eight snaps on offense last night. And then, you know, to sort of look ahead, because we will look ahead as well, you know, the, yeah. the Raiders game. Sure. Count, short week, Mike. Short I know, week. Short week. Long week. Um, you started the game without Myers because of a concussion. You lost Parker to a concussion in the game. So I would say chances are you're going to be without at least one of those. I don't know if Myers will be able to make it back. Um, but I, I, my guess is you're going to be without Parker at the minimum for the Raiders. So you may need Marcus Jones to yeah. continue playing offense, whether you wanted to or not. What, what, did someone just bark like a dog?
2: Bark like a dog.
3: Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. oh that was me. Hey, oh. Fred.
0: <laughs> How are you doing?
3: So yeah, like, just real quick, Freddie, just to you know wrap up that Marcus Jones thing that I mean, that's a high school level performance. I mean, he played significant snaps in all three levels. really impressive stuff. Go ahead, Fred. Now you can no, chime in.
4: Hello. Oh, hello I, I, I I'm joining the show. Nice. This is great. How do I sound? Do I sound okay? You, you sound a that? little
3: tinny, but we can hear you great. Yeah. Uh, I do remember, and I was going to take a picture of your, uh, your closed office upstairs. I told Mike, I want to take a picture and send it to him and say, I remember a time when you would have made it in uh, right, off the, right off the West Coast trip.
4: Yeah, okay.
3: No, I, I'm just kidding. No, There that's was, no, le- there was never live- a time I'm that you'd away. be here. I, I can't believe you're on the phone right yeah. now, to be honest with you. Uh,
0: so That's Fre- when I lived five minutes away. Mm-hmm. So a now. So, Fred, in Arizona, what would you say the mood
4: was? Um. Well, I know my mood. I'm happy for the win, but, you know, I texted Paul during the postgame show. Yeah. What we saw from the Patriots offense, that's not a normal NFL offense. No. You know, uh, the amount of – I know they call them screens. That's something I want to talk about if some of those passes are, are actually screen passes or just quick flat passes yeah. – the passes. sidelines and try to get it to the edge as quickly as possible. I
3: agree with you, Fred. I, I think that they, they ran a, a great amount of screens, but I don't even think that counts all of the little swing passes. Just that's right. That were you know, just out of the quick, hands immediately out to the side.
4: Right, the, like the quick passes to Bourne and so on. That's not. That's not a setup screen. That's just meant for him to beat one man and hopefully, you know, gain. You know some good yardage, which he rarely did. And like but. the little
3: swing to Marcus Jones that that yeah. he, he broke down That wasn't a screen. That was just a little swing pass. Right,
4: right. So that what we saw that offense was totally because they can't protect Mac.
3: I think it, you're right, and I think Bill yeah. said as much again in the post game. I don't know if you got a chance to catch it, Freddie, or if you were too busy. Uh, no, working. I, I listened. I listened. I mean, you know, yeah. they asked. You know, they, he was asked about. You know the 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 vast amount of screen passes, and and, and part of Bill's answer was, you know, well, we did have. You know, the two seam throws to to hunt, he said. Right. But but then he said, uh, you know, we would we were looking to take a shot, uh, uh, you know, downfield on the play that Mac got hit and got intercepted. Yeah, and That's, I think okay. there was, but so th- there's a but, but there's, there's a there's, there's a meaning. There's
4: a, they threw it downfield, and all of a sudden he's going to negate the question.
3: No, but which... the but there's a meaning to that. He's explaining to you, this is what happens when we throw the ball downfield. We can, a we yeah. can't protect, and b we we risk turnovers. Yeah, that's, that, a good that's what I think he's trying to tell you. Yeah. No, I don't necessarily agree with him. Like I don't think just because you turned it over on a deep ball you you don't throw any more deep balls. I thought yeah. they had 15 yard outs all night if they wanted them in that game. I thought the, you know, the the Cardinals were playing without their best corner and lost their second best corner 10 plays into the game. So yeah. I thought I thought they had 15 yard outs all night if they wanted them. You really think that? Yeah. I thought yeah. they had a couple to, to Aguilar, and I think they had one to to Bourne at the start of the second half, kind of settling in the zone. He kind of curled in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. They just didn't throw enough of them, I thought.
4: I don't know. I It I, I just seemed to me that the the way Patricia was calling the game is they did not trust the protection. Yeah, I think you're right.
3: I, I agree yeah. with you. I think your, your impression from afar, I agree with you when you sent the text last night. We talked about yeah. it a little bit. Um, uh, I, I, I'm right with you. I think you, you nailed it.
4: Yeah, and even the one where uh, Mac, you know, he bought a little time. He stepped up in the pocket where he got his arm hit. I, I blame Mac for that one, really. He he, he did move up well uh, to avoid the pressure, but then he didn't get the, rid of the ball. You're not alone so, on that.
3: I've had a couple yeah, of people
4: say that to me. Yeah, he he just took an extra beat, and it was just enough for the guy to, that was by the play to come back and recover and get his arm He's just going to be a little bit more aware than that. Um, I think he did a good job, you know, running around like a crazy man again. Uh, <laughs> but, but it just, you know, like you said at the top of the show, you're without Myers, who's as close to his Binky as you can get. Yeah. Uh, Parker goes out. Um, you know, Stevenson. And
3: Stevenson goes out, and and I I yeah. don't want to overlook that. You you're missing maybe your top two wideouts and your top two running backs. I don't and, want and, to dismiss you know, that. I, that I know
4: I know they wanted to get. Stevenson back in there more for probably protection and yeah. for the passing game, but man, I wish they hadn't rushed him back in like they did. Yeah. You know, Harris was Mike, doing okay. You want to comment he's on like, that,
0: Mike? Like, three plays, <laughs> three, three times, and that was it. Nope, it, I'm
3: out. It, it, they put they put sco- him back sco- in the game, and they're like every every play involved him. Like right. you know, to your point, like all right, just let's see if he's okay first. And and Harris had been running the ball. Like
4: I don't know. I did the the, the rush to get him back in there seemed a little bit. Uh, Risky, if you ask me.
0: Fred, what was the reaction like in the stadium when, when Murray went down? I mean, it, me and Paul kind of instantly looked like it was Edelman. I, we just instantly knew well, it was an ACL. I'll, I'll tell you.
4: It, it, obviously, it was very quiet. But when McCoy came in, there was a loud cheer, I have to tell you. There was a loud cheer.
3: Well, that's because from what I understand, there was the uh, a the vast majority of Patriots fans in the state. No, 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 because I was cheering. And I said the game's <laughs> over.
4: Well, they, they were they were cheering for McCoy and I was listening to Howard Balzer and the pregame show. And you know, the Cardinal fans are not sold on Murray. They're no, not
3: nor should no. they be.
0: No.
4: Yeah. And so like like I I heard the cheers as, all right, we we got we got McCoy in there, you know? Um Yeah, and and I know, Paul, you say that once Murray went down, that was it, game over.
3: Yeah, Uh, You
4: might be right, but I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure if Murray had stayed in that the Patriots still wouldn't have won that game.
3: Oh, I didn't say that they would have lost had Murray played. I think they would have, but I didn't say that definitively. I said the game ended when Murray left. They had no shot at that point. Uh, I don't know. McCoy came
4: in and did pretty well.
3: Yeah. At least out of the gate. I don't think he did very well. I think he had guys open... All day. Well, once they fell behind, that was it. That was ball game. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm talking it, well, about. But it, I'm it, talking about all those trips down into Patriots territory. Like, I think the fourth down pass has to be completed. It's a bad I, throw. I, don't know. See,
4: I, I, I I'm just thinking that I'm not sure Murray would
3: have done much better. I don't know I how like in the red zone with a guy who can run you don't think that stresses the defense a little bit more yeah. than well, you know 110 year old colt mccoy
0: i mean that's what i was thinking on the play he got hurt on it was like up oh, here it comes it's going to be a lot of this today and then even you know, that we went play down on a like
3: he 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 wasn't like slot like they took away all his yards on that play i don't know if you realize that they they spotted that as a three-yard run he was about seven yards downfield because they said he gave himself up. He didn't give himself up. He tore his ACL and fell.
4: <laughs> you don't get credit for uh, no. injury falling. No.
3: And, and look, like to Mike's point, I think that was going to be you know not a big play, but like they went nine yards, th- you know, first down, and then he runs what I think was going to be a seven ten yard gain, and all of a sudden here you go. You they, they yeah. were like, I I thought that they came out looking crisp, and I know it was yeah. only three plays, but I, I think all of those trips down inside the thirty. They're coming away with more than thirteen points if Kyler Murray's the quarterback.
4: Oh, uh, okay. I, I I think the Patriots probably. I think they had a game plan for Murray. I think they would. I I think they would have been okay. There's no way to prove that now, obviously. No, and
3: same with me. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't tell you that I'm right. Yeah. It's just disappointing because. But, but I can tell you, Colt McCoy sucks. Yeah, I think we all yeah. wanted to see them
4: go well, up. Well, as the Kyler game Murray. got older, you know, you saw the real Colt McCoy come out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and. uh Nice little performance by the rookie backs, too. That was, I mean, talked a lot about it. Stevenson leaning heavily on him. What happens if he gets banged up? Those guys hadn't done much. And, uh, well, and I was really happy
4: it. that, like, you know, in preseason when we saw these guys, first contact, they'd be down. And I saw, you know, both he and Strong, yep. you know, making shifts, bouncing it to the outside, being a little patient, running with power when they needed to. I was really happy with that, um, with the two of them. Just, yeah, you know, taking the opportunity and doing something with it.
0: I mean, I, I saw more out of those two guys than I've seen yet. I, I don't think there's any question. And, and I would just yeah. point to Harris's touchdown run <laughs> that was like kind of a weird gallop. I, I, he's just I, – I, I can't quite get a he's beat on a Harris. Power, I don't know he's him. He's a but power runner who drags tackles. Interesting. That's, that's how he runs. And then and then on the, on the 40 – what is it, 42, 44? 44-yard run on first and 22. There's the speed too. we've been waiting. And I remember Paul and I talking this summer when – you know, everybody's talking about how Pierre Strong's so fast, I haven't seen it, I hadn't seen it, uh, there it was, finally. So, I mean, just a, a little bit of, you know, excitement when these guys there come is, do something. But there is
3: some concerns, like, and I think Fred's right about, like, you know, he talked about the pass protection, but to that, yeah. that offensive line in general, Freddie's concerns are accurate. Like, they had a 44-yard run in that game and still only averaged 4.9 yards a carry. Yeah. with a forty four yard run. Yeah, Harris had yeah. a bunch to get stuff like like I, I was joking with you. Kevin Harris started three carries for thirty two yards and a touchdown. He ended up with uh wait for it. Eight carries for twenty six yards. Going backwards. You know, like three point three a carry after, you know, going three for thirty two to start. So yeah. they they're having problems up front. They're not getting a lot of th- still a lot of negative plays in the running game. Way too many negative plays in the running game. Yep. Um and if you're missing a couple of receivers going forward. Yeah. That's that's going to be tough.
0: Fred, where are you yep. on uh, on Marcus Jones? How I mean is he was he as as dynamic in person as uh, he was on TV? I
4: mean, well, it, it's it's pretty incredible what he's doing. You know, in all three phases of the game. I mean, I think they've really found somebody here. Now, now I just hope he stays healthy. Uh but the kid, I mean, he's doing it all But during the doing the blog I was getting so confused cuz he's 25. Strong's thirty-five, Harris is thirty-six, and I was like, Mixing I would up. look quick to see, okay, who just did that, <laughs> and I was, I was having to correct myself a few times because I would think twenty-five was thirty-five. It helps how
3: much bigger Kevin Harris is than Pierre Strong because I, I get confused in the thirty-five, thirty-six a, a, a lot. Right,
4: and of course I called, called uh, Kevin Harris David Harris for the
3: first time. <laughs> David Harris. Yeah, I do that. I figured it was Damien. I figured, I Damian. Called Damian I figured you called him Damien Harris, a guy who was actually oh. on the team.
0: David, you know the linebacker. Yeah, the- no, I know who you're talking about. He had yeah, a cup of coffee with the Pats. It's annoying when right. you have to write about those guys and you're like, do they know which Harris I'm talking about here? Like, do I just call no, him Damien?" It's like you like- got to do
3: it with the Joneses and the Harris. Oh, the Jones I have to do
0: the whole name. Yeah. yeah. Fred, did you see what happened to Jack Jones? That was one I didn't catch on 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 when No, we I, live. I had no idea. I um, you know, on ESPN
4: they they said, "Oh, you know, he's uh he's out with a knee questionable," but I didn't hear the announcement in the press box. Um, so I didn't catch it either.
0: And uh, just a couple updates, too, to put out there. I mean, it sounded like from the locker room, people were saying there, there was no boot or crutches or anything for Ramondre Stevenson seemed in generally good spirits. Uh, so that's, you know, maybe a good sign. I know Jack Jones tweeted out like maybe just I think a knee sprain was the speculation on him. Not sure. But I mean, cornerback issues right now in terms of depth with Mills being out with him being out.
3: They'll and, need it this yeah. week, too.
0: You know, it's a yeah, short turnaround, and, turn and, and they're going
3: to need it. We him. don't know about McCourty either. Uh, yeah, good point, Freddie. Another one of on the looked look like he may have gotten a concussion too.
4: All, all of a sudden, the depth in the defensive backfield is getting a little thin.
0: I think it's scary. I mean, we talked about it last night a lot about just the pass rush, and I mean, I think that, that you know is what I've come back to is just the pass rush is just so critical, and in this game coming up, it's it's going to be huge, especially if they get Waller yeah. and, and Renfield back. And I thought
3: that was the best element is when you got the lead – in the fourth quarter, your pass rush came back. That's what you saw yeah, against, they, against the you know the the Indies in in uh, in the Jets when you had the yeah, They really and, needed that because you there wasn't it out, yeah.
4: gap there, but the pass rush kept a minute. But you have to you, you got to say something about that Arizona offense and their penalties. It's unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean both both teams really uh, way too many penalties. Both teams had eight penalties in the game. Um, they got to clean it up. Another but eight. but Arizona's that's been a problem for them all year. They lead the league in offensive penalties, uh, according to ESPN. Last night, they I think they averaged yeah. like four almost four offensive penalties a game.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. Like they had eight, and I, uh, like at least six or seven were offense. I think they
3: had start. two illegal shifts, yeah. and uh, at least at two, least two, at least false, least two false, starts. false starts.
0: Yeah. Ugh, not good. Got and they plan. had an OPI too.
3: They had an OPI, and they had a block in the back. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> There's six right there out of eight.
0: I don't know. I mean, Patriots racking them up, too. I mean, that just continues to be an issue for them. Um, you know, I just, the, the thing I was thinking, though, is I mean, clearly the defense turned it around with those fourth down stops. Do you think, though, I mean, like all of us, like I just, it's great. I've just seen them do this against backup quarterbacks so many times. And, you know, I just wonder if they're getting to the point where it's like we have to prove ourselves against a good offense. And, and I mean, they'll certainly get a chance here down the stretch, but. I just wonder if they're getting kind of sick of, like, why can't we do this against a good team? And, and it's not even just that. It's just it's the disparity between how you go from so dominant against these backup teams with, you know, backup quarterback, tackles out, to, you know, a good team, just a good quarterback even. They still have issues on the offensive line like Buffalo did, but yet you just look so different. I just don't get that disconnect. How can there be such a drop off well, against good teams it, and bad teams? It, it's, part, it's
4: two things. It's the better quarterback and also they get a lead so the patriots are trailing you know what they do with these bad teams is you know they get the lead and then they make the bad quarterback look bad um you, you know you can't do that when when you're yeah. you're trailing
0: yeah i mean i felt was last night like they threw the brakes on last night i mean yeah. i felt like they threw the brakes on last night and, and you know and then were able to open the door when they got the lead their defense started to play started like the and, the you know and snowball. i was talking
3: i was like looking at it and and this is to your point fred about McCoy, I mean, they had 200 yards of offense in the first half. Um, right. And, and that, I don't think they played great in the first half. I think Kingsbury was responsible for them not having more points. I thought he coached a bad game. I, I think you need to kick field goals when you have opportunities to. Um, I agree. And, and I think that he turned a 16-7 game into a 13-10 game with yeah. a really bad decision at the end of the first half. Let the clock wind down, call timeout, kick a field goal in the last play of the half. Worst that yeah. happens is it's 13-7 if he misses a yeah, game.
4: And people were criticizing the Patriots for kicking that field goal in the first half. I was like, no, take the points. In a game like this,
3: whoa, take whoa, whoa. the points. The, they, were, they weren't criticizing the Patriots for kicking the field goal. They were criticizing them for handing the ball off on the previous play. Well, I don't
4: know. On the blog, they were like, go for it.
3: Yeah. I, Fred, it, it was a 51-yard field goal with 30 seconds. Oh, uh, with, with like no, not that goals. one. There was another one. The, uh, the other one. Oh, okay. oh, in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tie the game. Okay. Right. I thought you meant at the end of the first half. No, no. Yeah, he well,
0: had no other choice.
3: Yeah, there was yeah. like four seconds left in the yeah. half. It was a 51-yard field yeah. goal.
0: No, and I didn't yeah. get the choice to hand it off to Kevin Harris. That was at a terrible call. Like,
3: you could have taken a shot uh, to try to get a touchdown and then kick the field goal. Instead, they hand the ball off. They fumbled and avoided disaster somehow.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Matt came up with that because he
0: wasn't even near the ball. and. You reached in and got it. Cardinals him. gonna Cardinal. And what was the co- the clock rule on that? Like what's supposed to happen on the football? Well, once it
3: was a loose ball, I think that they were trying to determine who had it so they they they, they stopped the clock. I thought they stopped it prematurely, but Yeah. The Patriots could have called time out too, but if the ball's loose,
0: yeah. Like you, you don't have the ability that the play's not over. Fred, you catch any of the, the back and forth between uh Mac and and the sidelines uh late in the game there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what were your thoughts on that? Well, they were making a
4: big deal about it on the broadcast. Uh, Aikman and, um, yeah. and Buck. Yeah, uh, they actually, you know, it happened during a break. And when they came back from the break, they went and showed what happened while they were at the break. When early on, when Mac and
3: when he, he waved was them off, Patricia, yeah. and
4: and they were all in Max' camp. You know, we yeah. don't blame them for being upset. We oh, don't yeah. blame them for being frustrated. Uh, it was all supporting Mac.
3: On yeah, the that broadcast. quarterback fraternity is a tight one. And I think that yeah. people feel like he's being done dirty. Yeah. You yeah. know, like they do the Aikman's, you know, the Kurt Warners of the world.
4: Well, there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true um, that the owner stopped by the broadcast booth yep. before the game. It wasn't
3: a rumor. He said it. Uh, okay. Joe Buck said it during the season. That doesn't normally happen.
4: Yeah. Why? Why did it happen?
3: Um, I don't know.
4: <laughs> so you don't know what was said. <laughs> Um, but you know,
0: that's, that's out there. Eyeball emoji. Yeah. Right. Be nice. I I'm seeing here uh, Phil Perry was just uh reporting sense of relief in the Patriots locker room last night, which I mean, I think there was a lot being put onto this game. I don't know how much of it they took to heart. They had, I mean,
3: they had to win it
0: then just like they have to win this one.
3: Yep. Yep. The the two bad teams that you're playing, you have to beat if you have any. And I think, you know,
4: going back to the quarterback discussion, I think Derek Carr, um, He's close to that Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins area. Yeah. You know, he's better than the quarterbacks that they've beaten for sure.
3: Yeah, I would uh, agree with that. He's capable of playing like Kirk Cousins played against you. I yeah. I would agree with that.
4: But but he makes dumb mistakes too. Yep. Uh, so
0: They've got all the pieces. I mean, that's what's – again, it's, the I think, the question of Renfro and and Waller and how much can they stretch the Patriots' secondary, the Patriots' safeties, and and all that. Yeah,
3: and they've got nothing out of those two guys all year, the Raiders. So it will be interesting to see if he changes
0: the offense at all. And how much do they want to win for Josh? You know, like like I know they're basically out of it, but is there some kind of motivation for the – I mean – we all know how the Raiders' season's gone, and who knows how they might truly feel about Josh we'll now. Right yeah, I was going to say, you'll see how they feel. Yeah, because they gonna... if they
3: play a listless game, that's not a good sign for Josh. That's, that's right,
4: Paul, because if anything, you know, Josh is, you know, they're going to want to play hard because they know this is his old team. Yeah. So, like you said, Paul, if they come out firing, they know that, okay, they like their coach. If they come out flat, you know, as people say, then the message isn't getting through and they're not taking into consideration that this is Josh's old team.
0: Yeah. And not, and not just Josh too, but I mean, Lombardi, Carm Brasillo. I mean, all the coaches yeah. that, are, that are there, not to mention Chandler Jones, Duron Harmon. Chandler. I said, I got a chan. I got a chan on that one tonight. Chandler. <laughs> I did pretty good. Uh, all right, so we got Fred in the house, uh, 855-PATS-500. Give us a call. Get, we'll talk about the game. Emails are rolling in. Webmail at, or sorry, web radio at patriots.com. Uh, let, let's uh, jump to the phones real quick and check in with Patty from Agawam. Hey, Patty. What's up, guys? Hey.
5: So uh, I'll issue my little mea culpa from last night. I was wrong. I And part of that is when Murray went out on the third play of the game, Like um, I was like, wow, I We might actually have a chance to win this game now. Um, But I wanted to bring up a couple things. Number one, um, I've been really impressed, not just these last few weeks, on on the sacks that Puche's been getting, but I know um, you brought up uh, him being possibly a closer last night, Paul, and I think somebody took exception to that on the post-game show. Yeah, I got got
3: finger-wagged on the post-game show, Freddie. Oh, yeah, by who? I don't know, some guy. He oh, wasn't runner. he wasn't wrong. I think I'm probably a little premature with that, but you know, I I I think Josh Uche has the makings of one of these guys that can be a closer. You know, when you get the lead, you you have him out there and you know, just well, let him go after the passer and I think he's shown the ability to get there. And I don't know who's
4: like been coaching him, but compared to what we saw early with him, he's taking a more direct route to the quarterback. He's able, he's he's like he usually you know, when we first saw him, he'd take the long way around and, you know, he'd be out of the play. But he's learning like an underneath swim move, and he he, he seems to in in, you know, getting to the quarterback quicker than he was early in his career. So that's good. You know, however he learned it, he did it on his own or somebody helped him. uh, I I see improvement there in in, uh, the amount of moves that he's using. And
3: one of his biggest plays wasn't even a sack. It was when he hit Colt McCoy and caused the interception.
5: Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Those count too, yep,
5: what else you got Pat yeah, just the last few games he's not even when he gets to the quarterback, he's been getting a lot of hurries and he's like Fred said, I mean he's doing it with an array of moves, and it looks like he's he's doing it with a little bit of power too, so maybe they got him on the program you know a few weeks into the season, but I'm liking what I'm seeing with him, and uh just regarding the draft the last i I think you could say like twenty 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 one and this year's draft. I mean the the book's still open on it, but it looks like you might have gotten a few talented players. I mean with you got Duggar, Uche and Anwenu in twenty and of course the guys last year and you know, we'll yeah. we'll just see how it plays out. But it looks like they've actually infused some some decent talent and uh yeah. now they just need to get some tackles in the in this year's draft and that's yeah. all I got guys. Yeah. Thanks,
3: Patty. Right, Patty. Appreciate yeah, speaking it. Speaking
4: of the pass rush, a guy who had a pretty good game last night was a quality.
0: Yep. Uh, he, he showed he up. Did some, he did some really good
4: work inside there.
0: Yeah. Uh, just to, to real quick go back on Uche, like, uh, you know, I talked to Don Brown when he came out, and he just said he's he came out, like, kind of ready with the ability to get around the edge and to bend the edge. And I think, you know, to Fred's point, he's kind of rounded things out. I just want to see him produce against I just good think, teams.
3: Well, I'd like to see him do it against good tackles, yep. too, not backups. But yep. he... He, I think he's being asked to just rush the passer now. That's why I say I think he has a chance to be a closer. Right. So you know, stop trying to job. make these guys be able to do everything, so you're not predictable. Some guys just have very specific roles, and if they can do them well, I mean I think it's Freddie. I think he has like ten sacks in his last seven games or six yeah, games, something like, like that. Yeah, like half for
4: the season, right? Yeah. Or like so that.
3: I, I, if if he can have that kind of production. That's really valuable if you if you're a good team. Yeah.
4: Well, that's the thing about him. I mean, you you mentioned Don Brown, uh, was his coach over in, at Michigan. He said he wasn't good against the run. Said so,
0: they didn't play that. You know, yeah. The reason he, why he, yeah, he did we had a rush the passer
4: here. so much, and they showed a play where, you know, like the he just couldn't stop the run. So uh that's what he is right now. He's a he's a pass rush specialist. Yep.
0: And then in regards to the draft, though, I think like the, my question is. Who are they going to keep? Who are they going to resign? You know, I, and we're talking twenty twenty. You're getting on Michael on when He's going to, you know, start the train of, of these teams. Yeah. Like, who is a long term guy that you believe in? And I think a lot of these guys are fine and good players. And you should find good players. In I the was going to
3: say, I, I think a, a lot of teams get the players of that caliber.
0: You need guys, and that's what Marcus Jones is making me feel like. You need guys right. who are Who's difference special. Makers. Are you getting special difference and making he, kind of players? He's the only one right now. I feel has the potential. Maybe Barmore if he can regain yep. what he kind of had. I saw some of that, but. That's what you need. You need special guys, and I just, I still don't know if there's enough of them yet. Uh, Let's go back to the phones here. Todd, North Carolina. Hey, Todd, how's it going?
6: Hey, guys. This is the first time ever I've actually been in agreement with Paul, I think, previously, because I called in and said, hey, what do we need to do to move forward with this team about five weeks ago? And I said, well, I think we need somebody like O'Shea to pick things up on the defense, and hey, I agree. O'Shea's looking great. Now, my question is, Paul in the mailbag, this is specifically for you. You said there's no way that they'd get like a coach, um, what's his face, from the Saints to come in and coach uh, the offensive coach under Bill.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Why would Sean Payton want to be offensive coordinator under Bill?
6: I agree. Oh, okay. but my thought is: Do you think there's any chance that Bill would move up to become a GM, and then we could get somebody like that in to be a head coach? No. Is there any chance of that, or is that just not? I think he
4: likes. Well, I don't think Sean coaching. Payton would do that either.
3: I don't think Payton would do that either. I agree with yeah. you, Fred. But I also you know, don't that think Bill's, like, Bill's not interested in not coaching. Yeah, he wants to break that record.
6: Yeah, I think that's part of the part. But of the I agree with I, Fred.
3: Freddie's point is valid too. Why would you want to come in and work under Belichick? Right.
4: I guess, yeah, well, Bill didn't want it's, to work It's under why, you it's why right. Belichick left the Jets. Yep. He didn't want to work yeah, under exactly. ourselves as a head coach. Okay. Just a thought. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas.
3: Thanks, Todd. Merry
0: Christmas, Todd. It's very nice. Emails are rolling in here, but let's why don't you uh, read some. All right, I'll read one. Uh, See, Fred,
3: I don't just pick on you. <laughs> right.
0: This one's uh, from Jack down the road um, in Stoughton. For the last few weeks, I've been thinking about how much the game has changed. I grew up in an era where the ground-and-pound run games were the way most offenses function. Now my own kid's growing up playing a football game called Moss. The game's object is just one kid throwing to a group of kids and seeing which one Moss is the others. It made me think how now there are so many wide receivers who want to be like Randy and what have been some other athletes uh, that have transcended the game like Randy Moss. Transcendent wide receivers? Anybody? Could we get one? I mean, Can we find one? There's probably like five of them right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think freddie's
3: boy justin jefferson is in that conversation i think the guy you saw last night is in that conversation and the guy up this week like that play he made in the back of the end zone like that's ridiculous yeah the one-handed it's yeah. ridiculous. it so uh, a lot of
4: people said the the, the past said uh hollywood brown dropped. couldn't come up with he'd yeah. go for
3: yeah for yeah. no reason
4: he, that he really didn't need to die yeah if he I, I think it was a touchdown if he just kept running
3: yeah, yeah i agree right. He made it a more difficult catch than it needed to be. It was still a flat-out drop, but I agree with whoever it it was the guys on your blog. If he just kept running, I think he catches it in stride. That was a really good throw from McCoy.
0: Yep. Another one from Alex in Raleigh, uh, big Marcus Jones fan. I think Marcus Jones is really developing into a great piece for our team. Do you think he could develop into that Slater role in the future where he is a leader in the locker room and voice for the team? He just seems to be everything the Patriots – loving a player like Mike says he plays scrappy and last night was another showing of many things he can do for the team I can't really speak to him off the field I haven't yeah I, mean, I haven't I really, really had right to, now.
3: I haven't had the opportunity to really talk to him and see what kind of personality he has
0: there's been so yeah, many I don't, great I don't personality guys I just want guys that can play the game at a high level now I don't care who, who the next locker room leader is like just give me guys who can who can push the envelope yeah
3: it's nice to have one of those kinds of players it seems like they don't you know the, like the Patriots don't really get those kinds of guys, and I'm not talking about guys that do different things. I'm talking about the electric ability to impact a game in different ways, you know? Like
0: he's an explosive player.: He's just surprising me too with his, with his strength, like some of the hits, like he's just very strong on his feet, and, and he's really quick too. It's coming together. Uh, I and mean, you saw the hit he had over the middle. Yeah yeah, that's what I mean. I mean
3: on a tight he, end,
0: too. That was a big yeah, guy i thought it was going to be a penalty that was a big guy he hit Yeah,
3: McBride, I think. like 200 yeah, yeah. that was
0: unbelievable yeah big tight end i know yeah. i know i thought for a second that was going to be a, a call um well look yeah, for, the other way. look for a second the other way he's too small um this is a good one and i, I have been meaning to like just look this because i'm sure it's on twitter but but paulie in la writes in just can we discuss? can we discuss screens not working wtf screens how many screens did they run? I mean, and we talked about it. You know, you know, Vance Joseph last week talking about all oh, they do screens. They and I mean, they just like they leaned into it. it I've n- I don't know. Yeah. I like. I'd love to know if this that was kind, of kind of surprised
3: record. me because of that. Like, I I would have thought they would have gone out of their way to do something a little bit different. And Freddie, I joked around with you, I, I or it might have been with Matt, uh, with no socks. When that happened, you wondered if Vance Joseph was almost trying to bait them into doing something different. Yeah. Right. You know. Nope. Like, like yeah, you know, and then they they went out and called it exactly the way R- Vance Joseph did, and they really didn't put much stress on the Cardinals defense, which sucks, by the way. Um, and they didn't really, they couldn't move the ball. Like it just yeah. was odd to me. Like I think Fred's Fred's text to me in the middle of the post game show was dead on. Like that wasn't normal offense. I mean, no, it wasn't normal. Like
4: it, it was like hitting you know your head against the wall offense.
0: You know. And I mean, how much do you think, I mean, this is probably what we're down to. It's like the final two, the great playoff. We're down to offensive line and offense design. And I just, I mean, I'm starting to think at this point, it's hard to maybe get to the offensive design when the the offensive line has just been this inconsistent and this bad and they don't trust it. And it feels like they're in their own head. And this is like a major concern for the game plan, which it should be when you're starting, you know, Connor McDermott and, and Trent Brown. And, you know, was Trent Brown gonna be healthy and like I mean I'm kind of giving him a pass at some point for being sick but like yeah. what are you hearing about Freddy you hearing
3: anything about Yadney Kajest I mean he was available yeah uh, I find that a little not out for warm-ups different. though you
0: know yeah so. it,
3: both Brown and Kajest were not out for warm-ups so. he's got yeah, like, two I don't injuries. know what his
0: deal like, is like a back and a calf yeah. I think is yeah you know but this line should not be that bad no they had four, they had four
3: starters up. in place they were missing right. They're a right. The right tackle I agree right. with you. It should not be that bad. They have issues on the left side. Yeah. I think Strange and, and Brown are, are struggling.
4: You know, and, you know, again, this, you know, Patricia's mark is on this too. You know, he's the offensive line coach. You know, uh, I hate to pile on, but, like, you know, it's it's not looking good, and he's the guy who's responsible.
0: Another one from uh, Bennett from San Clemente. Um and this is kind of along this lines. I sent this email yesterday. I was wondering, do you think the offense won this game despite the play calling from Coach Pencil or did Coach Pencil have a decent night of play calling? I think the defense won the game. Yeah. I, but I mean, we talked about, you know, some of the Hunter Henry things of, you know, I mean, a, a couple of plays, you kind of got a guy cut loose.
3: Yeah. I mean, every I mean, everybody makes a play or two, you know, like during the course of it. I mean, I, it's rare that you don't like, like even the Buffalo game, you know, Marcus Jones had a 48 yard touchdown. Like, even in your really bad games, there are a couple of plays they had three hundred and twenty yards and they scored twenty points against the worst defense in football not 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 hyperbole the worst defense in football thirty second ranked so to me, the defense won the game, oh
4: yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, they managed to score twenty points, but uh, yeah, the defense won this game.
3: I mean, I think the Cardinals would throw parades if they held everybody to twenty,
0: yeah. David in Bethlehem writes in uh, he likes he likes PP and Deuce the, uh, the PP and Deuce <laughs> like ham and eggs PB and J perfect uh, another one Marcus Jones Patrick's, Pat's wide receiver room has vacancies absolutely make him the slot receiver and give strong and Kevin Harris more snaps Mac is doing fine uh, has an, his arm improved too how can the Pats move on from John who seems unable to block well should Kaylee be criticized. I can't. I can't get to Kaylee. I don't know. I, I can't get yeah. past the whole offense yet. I, mean,
3: I do think the tight ends struggle blocking, but is that more
0: Kaylee or line? I just. I mean, because I, I think
3: blocking isn't necessarily the
0: same thing, right? And that's. I mean, we talked about it last night, Fred, on the on the post game show, which I thought was a good point by me, actually. Something I hadn't thought about of. You know, just that that wow. the two tight end offense. Anxious to see this. Um, Maybe we should just replay uh, arm, it, man. Arm breaking, pat on the back. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I. It was something that just something you know, you come to something suddenly, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense to me. If just, you know, these guys, they're not those those versatile tight ends, and you're not really getting. They're kind of in the middle, squish like great Mr. Miyagi. You know, they're not really blockers. Yeah. They're okay. They're okay blockers but, and they're okay receivers. But playing yeah. playing twelve personnel, you just you're yeah. not able to exploit the matchups with these guys and you know just it seems to me like the bottom has kind of fallen out recently with with who it it just seems like they're trying even less to get him involved now and i mean yesterday it was a huge screen game usually that's his jam right i think they right. threw him that
3: one yeah i only remember the one ball that was but it was it was off target too it wasn't a good throw yeah. um I, I didn't really see him as being a big part of the game you know yesterday and i didn't really see henry as a big part of the game they just <laughs> happened to hit two seam routes to him um you know, yeah. one across the middle at the end of the first half in the hurry up, and and one went you know in the fourth quarter to, to you know had that that touchdown drive that ended the game.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, going back to the defense, Paul, on the pregame show, you had some interesting stats about points scored and in, in Patriots wins versus losses. Yeah, and once again, they 13. they had to win a game where they you know uh, they had to uh, you know allow less than 14 points.
3: Right, which is why I think, you know, had the other team had its offense in place, I think it could have unfolded differently. I mean, I, I even think at 13-13 and Arizona has the ball, they, they were able to get it off their goal line. They got a first down, and they looked like they were on the, ro- on the way to another first down. And Hopkins inexplicably is running across the field with the ball hanging out uh, um, and just kind of lost it. Like, yeah. you watch the replay, kind of doesn't even hit the ball. Yeah, Duggar um, gets
4: credit, but he really yeah. didn't knock it out. Yeah, just- he
3: gets credit because he made the tackle. It's a forced fumble, right. but even like he joined. I don't know if you heard us uh, with him. He joined us last night, Freddie. Um, he kind of was like, "Yeah, um, you know, I was. I kept my leverage and had him. I teed him know, up. You know, I, try, I. I don't necessarily think that that was a forced fumble, quote unquote. Right. No. And then they get a, a little bit of a break. Like the ball looks like it's just rolling to the sideline, then it just stopped. Just, yeah, you know for for mcmillan to pick it up and run it in that's that i mean that's the play of the game i i i really think it could still be 13 13
0: if that play didn't happen up. i think it probably it ends was. in a tie yeah. Probably would have been over by now paul yeah. uh <laughs> maybe the way the game
3: was going i'm not so sure yeah. would have been 27 more injuries in overtime yeah um patriots lost a lot of guys last night freddie
0: yeah, we got uh, Tony. Tony writes in. Although I want two wide receivers, actually good ones for a change. In rounds one and two, the team's first three draft choices instead better be offensive linemen because only Andrews is worth keeping. Gone should be the days where the Pats draft an offensive lineman in the sixth round in the hopes of developing him into a serviceable player three years later. Well, um,
3: I mean, it worked out for Michael Lewenyu. Yeah, I mean, I he's a sixth round pick that's developed into a, a pretty good player right away.
0: What do you think the temperature test is on Cole Strange? Like really, right now? I mean, I think we all agree he's had some some struggles. Are we are we, you know, saying he's trying to make a big jump, got thrown into the flame? He's going to get stronger. He'll have an off season. Yes, um, you know, he should be yes. better. all of those. But things. how
3: much better? I don't know. Do we know? I don't know. But I'm not willing to say that he's a bust because I do think he came from a smaller school and he was a little undersized. He needs some some bulk um, and strength, and if he can get that. Then let's see what it looks like. If it looks similar to this, then you know it's a, a misevaluation. I like his
0: attitude, though. I mean, he plays with that little snarly edge that that I like. Little extra business, kind of a pain to play against. You see guys getting annoyed with him. Like I, I just, I, I, I got to be honest I with like you. That, if I were a defensive I like lineman, I wouldn't mind
3: playing against him because it seems well, like you can get to the quarterback probably. when you're opposite him.
0: Run blocking. He seems. You know, I, I saw a couple good refs. but I mean, it all it all stands. But I think that's a you know big thing to watch going forward here. In uh are those emails coming in? <laughs> yeah. Getting the dings. Uh, you can hear that? Yeah. I don't know if Sorry you a, about that. got a mute button or something. Uh, that's all right, though. It's uh, adding some flavor to the show. Let's go to Juan from Mexico. Juan. Uh, hi, all. What happened to the diamond formation or some type of wrinkles in the offense? I know they will not magically solve the problems that they have on the offensive side of the ball. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've not used that type of formation or any trick plays at all, aside from putting Marcus Jones out there. Which in some instances it is needed to spark some drives, and uh, he also say, "Oh, hey Fred, how about some extra bonus for Deuce and Paul for the quick turnaround from the post game show and pu that they had to I do?" I like, I like that's that. That's an email I can. I get like it. that, Juan. Uh, I think it's a good question that we haven't. You know, like they started to throw some twists, and then all of a sudden, that was just the Jets kind of game, gone, right? right?
3: Wasn't the Jets game when they used that so? uh, three three guys in the backfield, uh, you know, kind of in a triangle, and they they got a couple of good plays. They want one good run, and then a play action off of that. And they got a good uh, catch and run from Johnu Smith.
0: It just goes back to running plays, not really building an offense week to week, not really having a plan to build off of things. And I mean, I know Evan wrote about this too you know, all the, the play action and, and, and the screens that they're doing, you know, plays that they can do counter off of that. I just, I don't, I don't see it. It doesn't feel like they're building to anything. It feels like they're just kind of trying to survive yeah. each snap right now. The other now.
3: part of that is when you have those kinds of wrinkles, and then you do them, now you've done them. And people prepare for them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I think it becomes a little bit right. harder just every game. And there may have been something very specifically about the Jets defense that led them to that course of action because we know how game plan oriented they are. Mm-hmm. I you know, I'm not telling you they should never do it again because I, I actually was very complimentary of Patricia that for those plays. I thought that was something I hadn't seen and they worked. Um I, I think, you know, the play to get Hunter Henry all by himself—he was uncovered on that play last night. That's got to at least some have something to do with play design. Yeah, so they they can do it. They just need to find a way to do it more consistently.
0: Kind of sparked my thoughts going towards the Raiders a little bit with with Josh, his penchant for trick plays, timely trick plays, little wrinkles for teams. Uh, I think there's probably something in store for the Patriots coming up this weekend. I, I would bet that they'll have little bit of trickeration coming down the pike probably
3: so Fred how um how emotional will you be if Josh is fist pumping
4: yeah I won't like that no but I think he I think he's learned his lesson
0: okay. respectful respectful yeah. cl- clapping
4: I think people have gotten back to him about my thoughts so
3: he knows
0: yeah that's you're probably right yeah if we take anything from that preseason game I mean, is there any value to having been no. out there having seen them a little bit no. Um,
3: probably a little bit, but no. I, I mean, I think that they know what offense Josh is running, obviously. So I think, yeah. this, you know, I, I think the bigger impact is the institutional knowledge that they would bring to the table going against the Patriots.
4: Yeah, it's just like that. He knows Bill. Bill knows him. He knows Patricia. Probably like what kind of, you know. So it's it's you know, tendencies and that type of thing.
0: What would you give to just hear Josh McDaniel's unadulterated opinion about what the Patriots have been doing on offense this year? Just no holds barred. He's just going to lay it on you. Yeah,
3: I I would be there for any shows where you could hear that. Like, (laughs) Bill telling you what he really thinks of the opponent, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that kind of thing. Josh telling you what he really – really? They're replacing me with – Like him and Mick Lombardi sitting there – They're replacing me with a defensive coordinator? Really? (laughs) Like, I I think that would be great.
0: (laughs) Big game. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on on all these – you know Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, if they're going to practice this week, um, just wanted before uh, we should have some food coming soon. Oh God, I'm just seeing a text coming from Hardy right now, no. and oh never mind. I thought he was going to he's going to make fun of me for uh, for hosting. For hosting, I know. But we he, well, he's just, on the radio. I don't just, know. I he probably still listens to our show though, right? It's that time of year. Um, <laughs> uh, we do a quick quick little playoff check-in, just a quick little one. I know you playoff love this check-in, stuff. little playoff yeah, absolutely. check-in. Absolutely. Um, so the Patriots have moved into seventh. Uh, place the final spot. The Dolphins are falling a little bit lately here with, uh, what is it, two straight losses, I believe? Yeah. Um, and then we know, you know, it's kind of coming down. Patriots, Chargers, Jets. Maybe the Jaguars lurking, but really that's it. Patriots, Chargers, Jets. And, you know, when I look at the Chargers schedule, Tennessee at Indy, Rams at Denver. I mean, very, very manageable slate. I'll put it that way. We know the Chargers are the Chargers. Compare that to the Patriots, though. Las Vegas, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and then at the Bills, um, it's a uh, it, it's the Patriots got the toughest slate. I mean, it's really I I, I feel yeah, like even, right now it's the tougher Chargers than the are Jets
3: too. I, I think the Chargers would have the easiest. Uh, I think the Jets have Detroit at home.
0: Um, yeah, Jets are Detroit, Jacksonville at Seattle at, at Seattle Miami.
3: at Miami. So that's um, like I would say sort of middle. I think the Patriots is the most difficult. The Jets is middle of the road, and the Chargers on paper is is easy. Uh, I don't think you can pencil in wins for these teams, just like we always say, and Freddie says it all the time with the Patriots. You can't just assume they're going to win. I don't think you can assume the Chargers are at a place where you can just write in Ws. They lost to Jacksonville at home earlier in the year. Um, I think they lost to – well, they've they've lost some bad games. Um, And we'll see. Right now it looks like they're playing playing well. I thought they played with a lot of uh, emotion the other night against Miami – and probably dominated the game for 60 minutes and should have won by multiple scores. And you look up at the end of the game when they're having to recover an onside kick. So I, I think that they can they can uh, slip up too. But that that's the easiest schedule of the three.
0: Other end of the spectrum, the Dolphins. We were talking a little bit off air. Previously about this, and I think we were kind of on the same page. Felt like two games ago against the 49ers it just felt like two. It was kind of off. But this yeah. last game, this game, it
3: looked like everything was off.
0: Is this are they going into a swoon? Is this a, I wonder are teams if teams figuring them out. I, or is
3: he? I wonder if teams are figured them out because everything is over the middle. It seems like he has a hard time pushing the ball to the sidelines. um I don't think they've run the ball enough. I i wonder if defense is just saying, "Hey, we just we we, we bracket." You know, it's kind of like the two thousand nine Belichick. You know. He, we bracket Tyreek Hill in the middle and make him go somewhere else. Well, what else are they going to do?
0: he it, it, it has been Waddle, at Waddle.
3: Waddle's been quiet lately. I know he's been dealing with some injuries. Um, they don't seem to target him enough. I don't think they get Gesicki involved enough. I think they have a lot of weapons, and it seems like it's very Tyreek Hill
0: centric. That offense. Just amazed. I was so impressed with two and just to see things kind of go. Yeah, that Freddie. Direction. I was
3: telling. I was telling Deuce, Freddie. I was wrong. You know, with my argument with Evan about whether or not the offense would look different with Mac. It would look the same. I agree. Yeah. Mac and Tua the last two weeks. I think Mac is perfectly capable of looking like Tua. I was wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I was being sarcastic. Tua two has been awful. In, the other words, last two weeks. in other words, Tua's not playing
0: well. <laughs> right. Well, I hope it I hope it continues. I mean I think that's a big game for the Well, Patriots.
3: I think that's uh, you know, and that's the one I had targeted as as a winnable game against the teams that are quote unquote better than the Patriots was that one because I I, I just I look at the way Tua plays and the way he throws, and I think New Year's Day in Foxborough, he's going to be throwing the ball all over the yard? I don't know. I don't know. And that defense stinks. Miami's defense is really, really decimated. Yeah,
4: I think, you know, other than the Raiders, if there's one game left of the three, I think that's the most winnable. I think it will be that Miami game.
0: Yep. Do you think the Patriots will flip the script in any of these last four games? Like, will we see – some? because I think every game we've seen this season can be put into one of two boxes. You know, they played a, a good offense, a, you know, a good team that, that they couldn't quite handle, or they played an undermanned team that they, that they handled fairly easily. Do you think that they can change it, that they can flip the script in these last four games?
3: Uh, so, in other words, you're saying can they win in a different way? Hmm. I'm not going to predict that. I'm not saying they can't win these games. Like, I think the Raiders have established a pattern that they get a lead and they can't hold it because they can't play 60 minutes of offense. I could see that happening. Get them right where we want them. I could see that happening Sunday night. Sunday.
4: Yeah, right now, though, in addition to the offense just not being good this year, now they're dealing with injuries. So if you tell me that Parker is going to be okay and Myers is going to be okay and, you know, believe it or not, Wynn's going to come back and he's going to be okay. Then I say, okay. There's a shot to do what you're talking about, dudes. But otherwise you're talking about that abnormal offense to just make up for deficiencies,
0: you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're they they're gonna need to continue to win games the way they won it last night.
0: I think. I just I know. I've 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 given up hoping for otherwise, but I just think I'm just getting bored with this. I'm getting bored with the same kind of thing. And I think, you know, that was like when Murray I think we're all at the point right now. Like, you know, maybe at some point as a Patriots fan, you see the starting quarterback go down on the third player, and you're like, "Yes, thank God!" Like, I just I want to watch good challenges. I want to watch good quarterbacks. I want to see this team, you know, be challenged and not just yeah. tee off on it's a thirteen on a, on a year vet. Well, you know, it it, it, it's
4: almost like you know, back in the day when boxing was good, like every once in a while you'd get that really talented boxer who would go up against an unorthodox boxer, and like, he would like, like Ken, give no one fits in the ring until he figured him out.
0: Yeah, it's like why Rocky went box right-handed against Clover the second time. Right, right. right. I'm talking about real world I was going, oh, I was
3: going like movies. Ken Norton with the crab-like <laughs> style that used to bother people. But,
0: you know. And i got to connect things to movies. You guys, you know me. Uh, interesting little uh, observation here. Email from Sulman. I don't know if you caught this, Fred. Yeah. Um, but he said uh, during the post game, he observed Vance Joseph was shaking Patricia's hand and had a lengthy chat with him. It almost seemed like he was trying to tell Patricia that what he said last week about his conservative play calling was not a dig at him. Um, just something to come my eye. Did you guys see that at all? I didn't. Because, I didn't see it, but
4: I'll, I'll bet you that's exactly what he was saying.
3: Yeah, I'll bet it was too. Uh, but, I, you know, we, we generally shut the game off and start the postgame show, so I didn't get to see um, that that exchange take place. But I agree, Fred, that, that is a more than reasonable – assumption
0: i mean it's especially funny because he did exactly what he said he did like i mean and, uh, like and, almost and to had, like, and had little to
3: no <laughs> success doing it like I, I like you know like i didn't mean anything by it but like that's kind of what i was expecting <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right
0: <laughs> whoops all right andrew got one from andrew in la hey pp Ducey and webcam fred uh, do you think josh has a top secret play package touched on this a little bit ready for the Pats since they decided he could easily be- recla- replaced by a pencil, an ear pencil d c uh and bill who decided calling offense offensive plays was going to be easy for defensive genius i think that's some added motivation uh to show off the nuances of offensive play and calling thats sure that's your theory yeah right? i well i mean I, I don't see it so much as like a uh I, I don't know i don't really i don't really get a vibe of josh being wronged i, I don't think that he's like coming back to, I mean, maybe in 9 I mean, these guys are competitive. Of course he wants to beat, beat Bill Belichick, but I, I don't really sense I do. a lot of bad blood, really. I, oh,
3: I, I'm not necessarily saying bad blood, but I, I do think there's a chance. I know we made light of it 10 minutes yeah. ago. I do think there's a chance he looks at it and says, that's what he thinks of what I did for him, mm. is that I don't really need a replacement. You could just take a defensive coach and put him in there because play calling doesn't really matter. I think that he could think like that. Yeah. I don't know. I,
0: don't, I haven't talked to him. I don't know that he's thinking like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Well, I know once the game yeah. is on, it's kind of on. I mean, it's not, you know, your feelings are kind of out the window. You want to win, and, you know, that stuff, anything you need for motivation is is probably on the table.
3: I also think that they, like, you know, not that it was his offense. It's Ron Earhart's, you know, original principles, but they also got away from the offense when he left. Like, what you were doing was no good. Yeah, Like, I could see him taking that as a slight. Well, I... I, I yeah, I don't –
4: or, you know, the coaching fraternity is tight. So, like, if they w- did, in fact, try to get Bill O'Brien and he couldn't because, you know, Saban didn't want to let him go this year, Josh would know that. Josh would know that, well, they tried to get Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that's so a good this point. Backup plan,
3: it's you a know? good point. And like he had no real alternative to turn to. Right. Yeah, yeah I, that's a good point.
4: Yeah, but you guys it. were talking in the pregame show about – you know, Bill's unwillingness to bring in a name from the outside that hasn't been connected to him in the past. And it's so true. It worries yeah. me a
3: little bit because I, I just worry if if all the eggs are in the O'Brien basket. And then what happens if he's not available or not interested?
4: Yeah. I mean, the few times they did it was on defense, right? They brought in Dean Pease and they brought Caper Dom Capers in once kind of as backup in case Bill got suspended. Yeah, the Capers
3: thing was a little bit different. Um, yeah. But well, Dean Pease. What was
4: Billy O before he came? He was, he was an offensive assistant when he came. Offensive assistant.
3: Yeah. Well, yes. but he wasn't
4: attached to the team. That's, that's no, fair. No, but
3: he but he didn't come in as offensive coordinator. No. Oh, yeah. Not
4: right away. You're right. He, he came. No, like, that. Like right. they've yeah, done yeah.
3: that other times. They've brought yeah. guys into the, yeah. the system as low-level assistants. And that's what they did with Bill O'Brien, despite the fact that he had immense mm-hmm. experience when he got here. Mm-hmm. He started at almost ground zero.
0: Yeah. I also just wonder if, if, you know, this whole thing of changing the offense, changing the terminology, I mean, does it necessarily restrict you to having to go with guys that you've worked with in the past? Like, is it as much, is it as valuable now to say, go to Bill O'Brien or Chad O'Shea or guys that had experience in that system? Is it even the same system? Is it even the same terminology? And if so, like, then why why even bother sticking with those guys? Other, I mean, of course, there's he knows them and it's people that he trusts, but... I mean, I said last night. I just, it'd be fun to merge something new, a new dynamic, a new guy who has his own way of doing things to bring him in, and then you know to allow Bill to you know work with him and, and to construct the offense. I don't know. I just I yeah. think that the the brain drain overall between Ernie leaving, Nick Casario leaving, and you think about what those guys did on game day to now. You know, you basically have M- Matt Patricia doing. Dante's job, Josh's job, Ernie's job, and Casario's job It's you know in some ways is as as the senior football advisor i I just think they need reinforcements. they need to restock some of the shelves with some young coaches with some new perspectives, especially that's what I want to see uh Freddie is uh,
3: like a you know one of these young wonder kinds like you know like why can't we get
0: one of those yeah. <laughs> like we have yeah.
3: Marcus Jones who's doing all these electric things. Why can't we get a young coach right. that's doing all these electric things too? uh just real quick, I'm looking up Dean pease here. He came in in '04 as the linebackers. '04 and '05, he was the linebackers coach. So even he, okay. and you know he he came in as a positional coach, and then got when, when Mangini left, became the defensive coordinator. Um, and he also had time at Michigan State in the late '90s, which probably tied him to Saban. Um, Saban. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he kind of yeah, wasn't always really, something. There's always something. some connection. Yeah. yeah. It's been uh, it's just been funny recently, though, with you know guys like Nick Sirianni, you know, who's doing really well and has his team playing really well, and you know, we always get this like, well, who would you want? I'm like, I I don't know. There's other coaches out there that that pop up that win. You know, like I'm not saying that they're the greatest of all time, but you know, at a certain point, you just have to take a chance on a guy that you believe in, and sometimes success happens. You know,
2: Paul, you
4: mentioned you know bringing in the Wonder Kid from somewhere else, and I just. I, you know, like, I don't know what's in Bill's head, but I just get the feeling that he realizes that if I bring in somebody like that, there's no point of doing it unless I'm just going to hand him the offense and let him do his thing. And I don't think Bill's willing to do that. Yeah, I know. I wish he were. I know. I think at the end of the day, like Bill, I think he's open to ideas. I think he loves the discussion of football and the. Str- I think he loves that. But at the end of the day, it's his team. And, you know, We're going to, you know, I'm going to have to approve everything. And with somebody like that, he's going to have to give it up. And I don't think he wants to do that.
0: All right. Well, I'm with you. Food is here. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Hey, Pats fans, I'm here to tell you all about NFL all day. With NFL All Day, all of your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Pats players on NFLAllDay.com.
7: Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots
5: when someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes oh no replacements were shipped with fedex and with picture proof of delivery everyone could focus on the perfect opening night fedex where now meets next for residential delivery only
7: patriot place is the region's number one shopping dining and entertainment destination shop your favorites including vineyard vines express olympia sports petco and more enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants including six string grill and stage scorpion bar and bar louis and don't forget about the entertainment explore your inner artist at muse paint bar watch a movie at showcase cinema deluxe or grab a controller and start gaming at helix esports for a complete directory listing please visit patriot-place.com how did verizon build the fastest 5g in the world we started by building it
8: right with 5g ultra wideband Then, we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right, from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Speed Speedtest Intelligence data Q2 2020.
2: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again.
7: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC.
9: Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing.
10: Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at
7: dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots
5: when someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes oh no replacements were shipped with fedex and with picture proof of delivery everyone could focus on the perfect opening night fedex where now meets next for residential delivery only
7: patriot place is the region's number one shopping dining and entertainment destination shop your favorites including vineyard vines express olympia sports petco and more Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six-String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the
8: fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data Q2 2020.
9: Snap back to Murray in his orange shoes off a of fake, he's being chased by Godshaw, running to the right of the quarterback, zigzags, and then hits the deck in front of Matthew Judon, and he's his hurt. hurt, Perhaps a non-contact injury, Tyler oh, Kyler Murray, man. who collapses in front of Judon across the 45 of Arizona. Oh, it's his right knee bump, he was untouched, oh man, he to cut on the right knee, the right knee buckled, he's down. Kyler Murray trying to make a shake and bake move on Matthew Judon in the open field. Down on his own, rolling across the 45, but immediately Judon single into the Cardinal sideline for the medical personnel to tend to the injured quarterback. The snap in place and the swing of the leg. The kick driven to the upright, plenty of distance, but he misses it. Oh, Crater. Look at the Patriots fans here in the South Jones dropping back. He's being pressured. Steps up. Steps up. Hitts the ball. Bumpers in the air. Picked off. Intercepted. He's offside with Isaiah. Simmons. The linebacker coming up with a theft tackled at the 36 of New England. Matt Jones works for the shotgun. Two receivers left. The tight set right with Henry. The top end. Shot to step Jones. to late game. Harris runs in from the middle. Drop back, he hands it to James Conner, skips him, then he runs it into the oh, left God. side. He's powering the file, driving to the one, and to the goal line, it's a touchdown! Group force by James Conner on a run up the gut, and Arizona's taking the lead. McCoy's play takes to Conner, throws it for the oh. right, knocked away Taba. by Tava, play by Jelani Tava. back, pocket holds. He throws it down the middle left side, caught by Henry, and he runs it to the 30. Of Arizona, tackled at the 29. i out. And here's Nick Folk on attempt 51-yarder. He's two for three from 50-plus this year from the far hash. Up the natural grass, the snap in place, swing of the right leg, a kick a line drive sailing toward the upright. But the kick is good. Folk nice. delivers. The Patriots get on the board. Throws down on the top by Hopkins, crossing near time. Holz Hunts close. He got it! Picked up by the Patriots! Go- That pass is going to be intercepted. Take it away. It's picked up
4: by oh a
9: defender running down the left side. That's Collins to the 15-10. Across the 5. Into the end zone. Stephen Collins with his second pick 6, it appears. After review,
5: yeah, the ruling on the field is an incomplete pass. Oh, they're going
9: to rule it with the incomplete pass. That takes the snap. He fires down the left. Saving tackle made, but a first and goal to go. Gorgeous. Strong off the left hip. Yes. Jones takes the step. Again to Pierre. He runs up the middle. Lowers the shoulders. Dives in. There's a the flag on the play. But now it's a touchdown, Patriots. Outside. Defense number 25. That penalty is declined. Go the play is a touchdown. It is still a touchdown, Patriots. Two turnovers have led to the lead and insurance. McCoy takes the low snap. He drops back. Pocket closing. Quarterback goes down. The sack by Paulay. Two big plays by Paulet. Back to back. Wow. From the Patriot 48. McCoy drops back with the play, He's pressured by Judon. Yeah, He's sat ball. by Judah. He curled right into the arms of the Patriots linebacker. Coming in from the left edge of the defense. With a sack back at the Arizona 37 snap back to McCoy he's under pressure and both McCoy is going to run around by Uche. Uche
5: again.
9: the young linebacker having another terrific performance a multi sack game for Josh Uche in Arizona. 40 seconds to go and counting one more time Matt Jones to the knee and the second year quarterback for the Patriots with a very productive night. 24 of 35, 235 yards passing. A big throw downfield to Hunter Henry on the put away score. The rookies contributing. Marcus Jones with the interception. Kevin Harris with a touchdown run. A milestone for him. Same for Pierre Strong. And the Patriots win it over the Cardinals as the final. 10 seconds elapsed by the 27-13 final.
0: Patriots Unfiltered is brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. you like to visit MA, Paul? Uh, I, you live here. I, I, I live here. You don't visit. Seems I, like I, a nice place to visit, though. I rarely leave. No. Mm-mm.
7: Why would you? You yeah. go to
0: Maine. I go to Maine. I do. That's it. As far as you go. Uh we're back here on Patriots oh, Unfiltered. Cool, coming at you. Visit mycouch.com couch.com oh, for vi- oh. <laughs> As long as it's inside one twenty eight. That was Fred Kirsch uh, calling in from home after a, a long flight back. Flight was all right, Fred. Get there getting back. Did you get a whole road of yourself to stretch out?
4: Yeah, I mean, like like even Zolak had room to stretch out, so yeah. it's his birthday today. What's that?
3: It's Zoe's birthday. Zoe's today. birthday today. Oh, it's Zoe's birthday. Okay yeah, but unlike you, he, he blew off his show. Yeah. You're yeah, he you, did. you're here for the show. He's <clears> not <throat>
0: coming in? I thought Don bought him a cake.
3: Yeah, I think he might be coming to shoot something later.
0: <clears throat> How many candles are supposed to go on that? Paul Perillo. Day? The whole family gets oh, a piece. Paul Perillo gets
9: three pieces.
3: <laughs> oh, bad guy. What a that? bad guy. You fat shamed me on national television. Well,
0: <laughs> he shouldn't local, talk. local, he, local he, he television.
4: get back to that wake up 360, I'm telling you. <laughs> I <laughs> I just, wake up,
0: I, I, wake up I think he went to sleep 180. Uh, I, well, I just saw an ad on it uh, there. He's uh he's still he's still hawking that product. So, I don't know. Yeah. I guess he's on there. Um, So, so Freddie,
3: did you guys travel back with the Patriots uh, contingent or – Kobe. No, here's what
4: happened is, um, so obviously we all go to the stadium together, but on the way home, instead of six buses, they they had eight buses. Seven of the buses went to Tucson, um, and they had the extra buses so that they could spread out because it was a two-hour drive from okay. Glendale to Tucson. So they had seven buses went to uh, Tucson, and then the eighth bus went to the airport. That's the one I was on. Uh, the marketing people, uh, a couple doctors went back, and uh, the 98.5 people went back, except for Capella.
3: Nice. So you guys did all travel back with the Patriots to get, like, a, one of the Patriots planes or, like, on a Oh, a yeah, regular... we were on
4: the Patriots plane coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay.
3: That's yeah. that's what I meant.
0: Yeah. The life of luxury. Yeah. Uh, kicking us off here in the uh, second hour, Spie and Fresno writing in who uh, – I was having a good time last night, I think, based on the... Uh, Spee was funny last night. Based yeah. on his call, he just kept walking down the question and then he kept apologizing, but then trying to get it out. Um, but Spee writes in, and uh, something I've been wondering, uh, what's more likely next the next year, that Bill runs it back with Coach Matt Patricia slash Pencil Beard, as he refers to him here, or Kraft finds a new head coach? I think it's the former, and I'm concerned there's a greater than 50% chance of it happening. Um, I don't think Bill could have probably predicted it would have been this bad, but I I feel like he was ready to take the slings and arrows to give uh, some development to Patricia, and I I, I can see where Spee's coming from, that he's going to use this to, I think we said, let him focus on maybe just the offense and take some other things off his plate. Um, But I don't don't think Spee's alone in in being a little worried that that we're going to try to return with this kind of same offensive plan. So he's saying what is more likely he runs it back as the same or what? Or the Crafts find a new
3: head coach. He runs it back the same. Yeah. So that's my opinion. What do you think, Freddie? Uh Uh-oh. We've lost Freddie. (laughs) Uncle Freddie? (laughs) We don't have Uncle Uncle Freddie. 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 I'm sorry. It's not an email. What's the question? So what is more likely Bill runs it back? with the same cast of characters uh, with Patricia as the offensive coordinator or uh, Kraft steps in and um, relieves him of head coaching duties?
4: Oh, geez. That's an either-or, huh?
3: What's more likely?
4: <laughs> uh, more likely of those two is more of the same. Yeah, I agree. He runs it back.
3: That's what, yeah. I, that's what I picked, too. Is that, Yeah. Is that but tenible?
4: I'll reiterate what I said two weeks ago on our show. There will be an offensive shakeup in the
3: offseason. Yeah, that like, wasn't one of the options. Ob- 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 <laughs> no, I know,
4: but I just want to clarify that—that's what I really think is going to so
3: happen. So I, I want to—you brought up before the the break, Freddie. You know, our conversation last night about you know a young, innovative mind or whatever, blah blah blah. The reason that came up is we, you know, I was I was asking about Bill O'Brien and what happens if they're not able to make him the offensive coordinator next year. Right. What do you feel will happen then? Do you still feel there'll be a, a shakeup offensively? I do. I don't. Yeah. I just don't see an no. option.
4: Yeah. No. I, I uh, and you know I don't necessarily think it will be because Robert Kraft is telling him to do it. Um, but I think that I just think that he he's not blind to it. I you know like we've talked about it before. Bill knows more about. He's forgotten more about football than we'll ever know, and he, he sees what's going on. He sees the limitations of this offense, um, and I he knows you know that he, Patricia's in a bad spot. Uh, there's there's going to have to be changes. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable, and I'm sure the first person it's not acceptable. Uh,
3: is him? Yeah, you but know. do you think that he feels like it's not acceptable because of the coaching or because of the players? Uh,
4: um, I think both. I think both. I think you
0: know. The coach is picking the players.
3: No, no, I yeah. mean, I meant like it's unacceptable because of what they're doing, the structure of what they're doing, the play calling, the pat, you know, the game plan, whatever. Well, I well, think if he think thought about, that, I think if he thought that, he would change it. Well, think about what's fair. Let's just
4: say that you think it's the player. Let's think, is it fair then to put a guy who's never coached offense in there if you think that you're lacking talent? And then if you <clears> don't think...
3: No, but if he thinks like okay, that and, then, and he doesn't and think it's fair...
4: Thing, and here's the thing, Paul. And if you don't think that you're lacking talent, then you have to say it's the coaching.
3: So you're, you're in a pickle here. You yeah, know? But, the first, the but the first one is the, the, the reason why you would stay status quo. Like no, I put him in an unfair situation. he didn't have the horses, and he's learning with with guys that aren't ready to do it yet, so I got to give him more time yeah that's my that's my fear that,
4: yep.
3: yeah, and you're assuming he's going to get him the horses no i I think he might be assuming it'll be better now that he has year two under his belt with yeah. these
0: guys that's what I worry about, yeah, I think the question I keep kind of coming back to recently is is what you know what is the Crafts tolerance level for 500 football teams, you know, and I think that there is value that Bill Belichick brings to this organization. I don't want to say independent of how the team does on the field, but certainly he, his resume, his championships, his experience, the way he's respected around the league. Like, you know, those things give New England – a, a you know a characteristic that they can promote, and I you know, trying to look at the team like not as a fan, not as a coach, but as an owner it's it's, it's a difficult kind of pair of glasses to put on and figure out you know how do you balance out? yeah, we, we, we might be a five hundred team for the next few years, but there's also value in having Bill here. Is that more val- is that enough value for the owners than if you were to say, blow it up, go try to find some new players slash coaches to get people excited about? Cause i just i don't think anybody really looks at this team ever from like a co an owner's perspective usually you're a fan you're a coach um, but an owner's got a unique kind of thing to uh, a unique line to walk between you know maintaining the, the the interest in the team but also you know having a product you can sell and having a, a product that your fans are excited about and you know you're gonna get people in the stadium t- to watch that's that's why i am is, is how how willing are they to put up with this because right now it seems like They can bang out 500 seasons, like, you know, kind of no matter what they have. Like, they'll beat the bad teams. They'll probably lose to the good teams. But I think as long as Bill stays here, they'll probably be in this 7, 8, 9, 10 win range, no matter what, unless they hit on stars and then that kind of changed the
3: game. And what I, like I said, what I would be concerned about is, and and I know, Fred, you and I have invented the phrase, don't listen to what Bill says, watch what he does. We haven't seen what he's going to do yet, so we can't watch what he's doing. But listening to what he's saying, it seems like he's making a lot of excuses for the offense. Um, he, he, I think the, the one consistent theme after a lot of these games is he's telling you it's it's it, it, it's better than you thought it was. He doesn't say those words, but even last night at halftime, he told Lisa Salters, you know, we're, you know, we've done a lot of good things here. We just have to, you know, clean up some of the mistakes. We're close. I don't think they were close last night to a good offensive night. Not, as Fred said, not with that approach. Um, and, and, you know, he continues to talk about the turnovers. And, you know, when we throw it downfield, like, I think he's making excuse. Now, maybe he's just trying to do his friend a solid. It could be as simple as that. We'll see what he does when the time comes. But I think he has gone out of his way three or four times over the last couple of weeks to say, we needed to stop turning the ball over. That's why we've changed the way we call plays. It's not about the plays. We need to stop turning it over. Yeah. Well,
4: I go back to what a couple of weeks ago, and it was that rare moment where he might have been saying what he really thought when he said, you know, making wholesale changes in the middle of the season isn't really going to help. Is it going to, why say that if you don't think that any changes are necessary at all? You know, so, and then he, he kind of walked that back the next week. Uh, but, I, he, again he's not blind you know he sees what we see yeah so i i I can't imagine nothing will happen in the off season
0: let's jump over to the phones uh Rashad in Baltimore hey Rashad what's going on
2: hey what's up what's up um i guess uh I, I got I got a few things like the game i mean i'm he- I'm happy we won last night but the offense is just brutal like Screens, draws, uh, just throw to the flats. Like, I'm like, can we can we come up with any type of like more more like advanced concept on offense? Like, Mac, I I definitely feel like Mac isn't getting a fair chance, and I think it should I think it should be a complete like you like you said, friend, a complete overhaul of the offense. I mean, I think we should only bring back Parker and Thornton the o line needs every like besides andrews and or when you, everybody needs to be in strange but everybody needs to be evaluated and even strange we can bring a veteran in to compete with him running backs i i'm i guess we're good cuz we just drafted them but i feel like everybody can be challenged like the the whole offense needs to be overhauled the coaching too cuz we need we we need the talent but we need the we need the coaching to push the talent but I feel like we don't we don't have neither one. Like the t- the players we have, they're okay, they're good, but we need we need a stud. We need we need we
0: just need a superstar. That's all. Yeah,
3: yeah. superstars.
7: I, that's all.
0: I want one. No, yeah. but I, I hear what he's
4: saying. You know, it, it, it. You you look around the league and everybody's doing it. I, yep. I hear the same people. You know, talk about that number one receiver. You know, the true number one guy. That you have to game plan for that makes everybody better. All the good teams got it. All the all the contending teams have it. You know, I would agree. Quarterback, but yeah, you know, that's beside the point.
2: I just feel like that. If even if we had like a good a beast tight end or a beast running back, like just somebody that they have to game plan around. Like it don't even have to be a wide receiver. It it, it could be yeah. like, like
3: Kansas be City has Travis like Kelsey. Yep. Yeah, Kansas City's beast is, is a tight end. It's it's Kelsey. It's, yeah. not, a, it's not one of the receivers.
0: And, and their quarterback. <laughs> like, you no, know, I know yeah, that. But, no. like,
3: a lot of these teams have good quarterbacks, but the, all the best teams have the quarterback with a yeah. stud that needs to be game-planned for, like Fred just said. Yeah. I was just
0: yep. to highlight there are a handful of teams where the quarterback is that guy, and you can get rid of Tyree Kill and still. You know, it, it does have Travis Kelsey, but, you know, just to – not all quarterbacks are like that, but I think you, you certainly have an advantage when you got one. All right,
3: thanks for Rashad. Yeah, think, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree with him. Oh, uh, I agree with Rashad. I I, I do think, and uh, a name I'm starting to, you know, Evan and I were talking about T. Higgins a little bit last week, and uh, you know, I just kind of looking ahead and seeing what happened last off season. A lot of those wide receivers on their rookie contracts with a year to go started asking for money, and that's where T. Higgins will be in the off season. He'll have a year left on his rookie deal. The Bengals are notoriously cheap with Mike Brown. I think that they'll probably uh, have an eye toward Joe Burrow and down the road, Jamar Chase. And maybe they can't retain T. Higgins and and Tyler Boyd and, and, and pay Burrow and Chase. So maybe he kicks and screams maybe he's happy to be there maybe he wants to be part of that next year uh, you know and play out his rookie deal and then cash in but maybe he does the terry mclaurin or the debo samuel or the aj brown and says i need i need mine i need i need to to get a contract now and if you're not going to give it to me then then trade me
0: how would you do that and i'll take him if you were the bengals like how would you do it with with the guys that they have and you know i mean clearly how would i do it
3: if i was in charge of the bengals Mm -hmm. i would pay that that nucleus i think
0: that's the team which 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 nucleus you mean just Burrow Chase Burrow, and Burrow Chase Higgins? Higgins Boyd I think that's the team and then just roll it over wherever else you have to
3: yeah i mean i think you you try to maintain like the pieces on defense cuz i think they have an underrated defense i think Hedrickson and Hubbard yeah. are pretty good up front um i think Bates is a is a solid say i think that he franchise was a franchise yeah, he might be out um i, I would you know l- l- i you know my feelings on this it's money do you have the money mm-hmm everybody has the money if you're an owner in that league it's whether or not you want to spend it yeah and you can always figure out a way to make it work on the
0: cap Love to see how what joe burrow but, does but there.
3: they'll they'll hide behind the cap because they don't want to spend the money and that's and fred will tell you that's mike brown's mo he doesn't spend money
0: yeah i wonder what the mo is this for the patriots uh you know after the 2021 offseason and You know, I think just some of the lessons, I don't think anyone expected them all to be slam dunks, but I just also think it's still very much a cautionary tale of how many things you might have to throw at the wall to find a Matthew Judon, you know. uh, You're not getting probably the production you want out of just about anybody else from that class, you know. Yeah. Uh, Let's head down to Florida and say hello to Eddie. Hey, Eddie, what's going on? Hey, guys, what's
6: going on? Hey, You remind me of somebody I grew up with, man, with your one liners on the post game show. Somebody said Niagara Falls, and you come up with Niagara Falls. <laughs> I got the Stooges reference right away.
3: <laughs> so did Hardy.
6: Fred once, yeah. Oh, that was Hardy?
3: Yeah, no, he, he laughed. Hardy about. laughed.
6: Oh, yeah, I'm sure some people get it, but I get all of them. Fred once was talking about injuries. He said, yeah, Bourne has a toe. You said, yeah, he's got 10 of them. And you said it under your breath, and I just started cracking up. Yeah. Anyways, I just want I'm an to acquired taste. I'm not that. for everybody.
3: I have to admit. Uh,
6: oh, no. It's freaking hilarious. But I appreciate anyways, it. Um, there's two categories that I came up with. Like, I'm fine with a lot of our talent, but one category is players that disappear, and, it, and another category is the invisible players. I put Jonas, uh, what's the name John o. Smith, under the invisible. I mean, yep. he's invisible. Yeah. But under the... Um, category of disappear you know one game he's great one game he's not there's two guys come to mind obviously Aguilar and I think Dietrich Weiss falls under that and I love Dietrich Weiss but who who do you who else falls under those categories guys uh
3: lately I would say Judon I think he he reappeared um last night
6: well I was gonna say Judon you know has trouble setting the edge but overall geez that's pretty consistent sack wise
3: oh no he's I mean his sack totals are off the charts but I think they come right. in bunches, and I, I think that yeah. early in the year it was like every game he was – and then all of a sudden they hit the skids and lose two in a row, and you didn't really notice them at all in those two, game, the two games that they lost. And I agree with you. I right. think he does have trouble setting the edge at times. Like that was a yeah. big run that Connor had off the goal line last night.
0: He was good. Con- He's yeah. a big guy. I wonder how much that shoulder thing – I know everybody th- –
3: like, you know, Evan kind of claps back at you and I with our concerns about – run defense and every time the other team runs the ball well it's because they weren't concerned with the running game well that's great but the other guy averaged like six yards a carry last
0: night yeah like i don't think mm-hmm. that's great yep definitely. dragging some guys it's not thanks eddie appreciate it yeah i mean and, and we talked about josh jacobs coming up i mean did we
3: the- lose uncle freddie
0: no i'm here I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm just i'm taking it all in He's reliving the uh, pandemic shows when we all were at our your, your grotto. <laughs> <laughs> Megan was outside. You guys next are so like jealous. A, uh, <laughs> I don't really have a le-
3: luxurious backyard. I was on a deck.
0: <laughs> you just look like you were living your best life, sitting by the pool. You know, it's like uh, yeah. I'm not sitting in the studio down here. Uh, got some emails coming in here. Uh, Akhil from Brooklyn uh, on the topic of bringing in an offensive, an outside offensive coordinator who hadn't coached under Bill. Is there anyone in college football that Belichick holds in high regard, like he did Schiano? I asked because that was the three-week period a few years ago where Sciano was going to be our D.C. before he resigned for personal reasons. I gave it a thought and couldn't really think of anyone. Maybe Tom Herman? I don't know who that is. Um, Tom Herman is I don't know if they have a really, uh, former just, Texas coach. Yeah, he said he heard him. Uh, right? He heard Bill spoke at a coaching clinic that Herman put on when he was in Texas. I don't know. Bill kind of knows everybody, doesn't he? I'm not a college football guy. Hard to Yeah, I'm not going to say.
3: identify a college guy, but I think that would be – Hard to imagine.
4: I hear it's Bob, Bob Chesney. Ha! That's, that's the big talk.
0: Let's go. Better chance of Holy Kenny Cross. Chesney. It is funny, though, because, like, I mean, having watched more Holy Cross football this year than any other – Probably non-Patriots team I watched. I'm like, what is this offense? I don't know. He's just got a great. He's got a great quarterback, and you know the kid just I is gotta like tell you. an absolute warrior. Like I don't really see like these. Crazy you can only designs. win so many
3: games with that offensive coordinator that looks like that. That just puts that, it all on that, that offensive coordinator does not look like an offensive coordinator.
0: Oh, the, oh, you mean the guy that actually is the offensive? Yes. coordinator he's a former offensive lineman from Holy Cross. Not but surprised, but he still dresses like he's an offensive yes. lineman with like the big purple headband. I think his name is Chris uh, and Michael the Winovich Chris hair. Yeah. Uh, he's doing a he's doing a good job. Good job. Qu- congratulations to the Crusaders. They dropped a tough one there. to South the South Coast. It was State. a
3: good game. I watched a a big chunk of that game. I was very the score is very deceptive. They, that game was much more competitive than that.
0: They put everything they had into it, and uh, just one of the one of the best seasons in Holy Cross history. So, told the coaches out there to hold their heads high. It was a really really great season. Uh, Bill in Vista, California. I don't know what the draft looks like in terms of wide receivers, but what about trading a pick for Jerry Judy? I heard rumors of the Broncos shopping him around, and I don't see the Broncos being able to draft a decent QB either. So that's an Evan thing too. He kind of like Judy. Yeah,
3: Judy would be my secondary choice. T. Higgins is the one I have over that. Yeah, I just. But are you willing to pay draft capital for that? Like A.J. Brown cost a first-round pick. Are you willing to do that for a T. Higgins? For Jerry Judy. You You probably wouldn't have to do a one for Judy.
0: But for AJ Brown, I get it. You know, I get it. I mean, I just, I always love. But T Higgins would
3: probably cost you a one.
0: I don't know. I, I, I'm torn because I always like to get our guys. You know, like just invest in the draft pick that you got on you your turn. Still terms have and, that? No, that's like that a, thing no, that I can't I, rid you of. No, I,
3: like that, like. was like, oh, no. but we do it the right way.
0: No, no, it's more about I we think don't think pillage more.
3: other teams. We just <laughs> do it the right way. I
0: know. It's. I think though, it's more. It's not so much about believing in this like philosophy that. You know, you can you can do it easily and perfectly all yourself, but it's just I think you you know have a certain level of attachment to the guys that you draft, and they're like your guys, like Marcus Jones is our guy. You know, I I like that feeling, and I mean, I get it for AJ Harris, our (laughs) guy, we got our guy. Wait, but like (laughs) that was hurtful. Did you like? Did
3: you? And the answer to this could be yes. Mm. Like. Did you like Edelman more than Welker because not, I'm not asking if you liked Edelman
0: more than Welker because that's, that's I mean, whatever you like, but did you
3: like Edelman more than Welker because Edelman was drafted
0: and Welker was traded for? You're putting me on the couch and I got to say no. I got to say I like them both the same. I mean, you know, I I have a favorite. Don't ask me to choose. (laughs) I have a favorite, but I like your putting me on the couch. No, and again, like
3: if your answer is I like Edelman better, yeah, like, that's that's your opinion. It's perfectly acceptable. But do you like him better because? No, no, no. Right, I, get, I, I think I that's you. a stretch. No, no,
0: that's that's that's
3: good. Like, I like Edelman better because I just thought he was a better player. <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I mean, like, I
0: would disagree, but th- but that's that's okay. I that's I, fine. I love both those guys. I mean, but yeah. What do you think, Freddie? From a standpoint,
4: it always comes down to you know, like the guy you drafted is probably cheaper than the guy that's well, been
3: around. Well, that helps. Yeah, I mean that. mean. If you're asking me, would I rather draft a guy who turns out to be a stud, or acquire a guy who's a stud? Yes, I'll take the drafted the because <laughs> yeah. they're the same player. And you're right, Fred. The the drafted guy is going to be cheaper.
4: Right, and I remember, you know, remember when when Welker and Edelman were both on the team, and there was this move to kind of replace Welker. Remember that? Yep. And that didn't Their work team. out too well. Yeah, yeah, that
3: was the that was an interesting part of the uh, I thought the the Edelman mm-hmm. um, football life. Yeah, where he talked about that and sort of being
0: it was a little uneasy the way yeah. that kind of went down. Yeah, let's check in with Eldred down in North Carolina. Hey, Eldred, what's going on? What twelve? It might hey, have been so 12. how
11: y'all doing today? Good, good. Seems like Fred is jet lag, huh?
0: <laughs> He's Cape Cod. Uh, Fred. Bus
11: lag, one, one of the two.
0: Yeah, but, um, we're all a little jet lag. I
11: heard y'all right? talking earlier. Everybody know Bill is going to run it back. He ain't going to try to, you know. Because for some reason he thinks his way of, way of doing things is the best way of doing things, and even though everybody he can't see the forest for the trees, that everybody else doing it, but he doesn't. Because I think he's still living on that reputation instead of coming down to the realization that this stuff is is not working and not with Pat Patricia.
0: I gotta Matt believe Pat Patricia it. though. I gotta believe he's too. I'm happy with this. To what? Like I can't, I can't tell. Like if you got gave him the truth serum and he'd be like, "No, the offense is actually pretty good this year." No, like
3: I, I think I he thinks there's an issue. I think Fred is right. I think he's like he didn't win nine million games and nine million Super Bowls not understanding football. Yeah, I think he understands there's a problem. I just feel like he thinks the best solution isn't the same thing that you and I might think is the best solution. And I think he probably thinks I can get Bill O'Brien, who's going to do things the way I know he'll do them. So you know, the devil I know. Yes, if I have to do someone that I don't know and I don't know how the mix is going to work, I don't think that he's going to make a change. Yeah, I don't.
0: And you think I don't that think so either. If he I I don't lets don't Patricia so develop. Yeah, he'll be, get there. He'll, he'll get figure it flashes. out. We'll have a new offense. Yeah, that's what
11: I think, and, and he ain't going to never figure it out because, just like the other, other caller said, I see people on, on the goal line, other teams during the weekend, one guy runs a slant, the other guy runs a post corner. They cross the between touchdown. <laughs> ain't seen it with us yet. You know, or slant down on the goal line. You know, or fade. You know, like Fisher haven't got to that part yet. Like that's part of the playbook he's still studying. That was a little like to me. And um, let me throw a name at name at y'all. I know you're about talking about wide receiver. I'd love to have one too because I'm a wide receiver guy, but I've been saying it for 15 years though.
3: That's true. But I mean. there's
11: two corners that you can go get next year, and two teams try to run them off, and they they both. No, they play pretty good. Mike Davis was from the Chargers. That number forty-three. Yeah. They covered Tarik Nem, and because they've been trying to run them off Because they got the other two guys. And there's this other guy off the Panthers. I think he's number forty-eight. I forgot his name. You know, <laughs> six-one. sounds good. And he ran very well <laughs> with everybody else.
3: Just. I love him.
11: And cover and press.
3: Amen. <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I do think. Thanks, uh, Free, free, Adrian, Adrian. free agent, free agent corner wouldn't be a bad idea. No, I think it's—and I was going to just say, I think it's—and um, myself included, I think we've been you know, lulled to sleep a little bit on the cornerbacks. I think the front has offset some of those concerns that we correctly had going into the season, and I, I think they need—I mean, it's hard to get a guy when you have so many other needs, and, and I'd put tackle above it, and I think they do a great job generally developing corners, but Jonathan Jones is a free agent. You know, Mills is, is, has been out for a little bit. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to call him a number one receiver— or sorry number one cornerback so i think it's another it's another need too you know at some point yeah. you got to kind of resign that they can coach up a certain positions better than others but i i, I think you got to get back to having a guy like they like they did for most of the last decade you i wonder if got be, us
4: off the offensive track and onto defense but i want to go back to the offense you know we talk about what does bill think about the offense as a whole but a lot of this is a lot of what's going to happen in the future is what does Bill think about Mac Jones? Yep. Like, does he really believe in Mac Jones? Does he think he can be the guy? And so much of what we'll see happen, I think, this offseason is based on what he thinks of Mac.
3: I think that's a great point. And I think uh, also if, if he thinks enough of Mac Jones to definitively want to continue working with him, I think that has to weigh into the the thought process of making a change because clearly Uh, there's not a good mix there with Mac Jones and Matt Patricia.
4: I got to go on mute for a second. I got somebody here. All
3: right. Um, So I just, I feel like the whole, I mean, we've seen it festering from the summer and now it's coming to a head under that spotlight of these national cameras the last couple of weeks, Mike.
0: Well, I just—I guess what I'm thinking about right now is—is is what's the difference between specifically doing it for Mac Jones and just what the Patriots should just generally do to build their offense, regardless of who their quarterback is, you know? And like, I feel no, I'm like saying that should be a part of the equation. Like, if you think that
3: Patricia will be okay, eventually, like, yeah, there's there's some issues, but he's going to be okay. He's getting it; it's getting better. But Mac Jones doesn't get along with him. I think you, I think that's got to weigh in. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think he'll get it, but I can't afford to wait around. And the quarterback doesn't like him. I got to make a change. Yeah. As opposed to just flat out. Well, the quarterback loves him and he's getting it. So why don't I just stick with it?
0: Yeah. And I guess uh, uh, slightly along those lines, I just. I mean, we've talked about it before. The you know Mac really likes Jacoby. I mean, he said you know I, I love playing with him and you know love to play with him for a long time. He's a free agent. You know, Mac kind of, I don't want to say favorites, but I mean, certainly I think he's got a good relationship with Kendrick Bourne that kind of seems to stand out. It seems like maybe Hunter Henry, too. I mean, I I don't know.
3: All three of those guys are part of the gang of five.
0: Do you you let Jacoby walk? Like, you know, I mean, it's like, it's one thing to say, we got to go out and sign a really good wide receiver for Mac. Is that going to move the needle for Mac as much as if you go get, and I don't want to compare Jerry Judy to, to Jacoby Myers, maybe, you know, somebody else, but is it going to move the needle more for Mac Jones if you just bring back Jacoby Myers? And that's like a move to like, oh, okay, we brought his guy back. You know, this is, you know, like a sign of goodwill kind of thing. Like, are they going to start going to those links to kind of please him and to, to get him back on board? And what does that, you know, what does that look like?
3: Yeah, I'm fair, back. Fair points. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, um, Cause if you believe in Mac, then
4: you have to start doing what's best for Mac. If right. You believe in
3: him. Right. You know? And, and if, Mac doesn't want Patricia to stay as offensive coordinator. I think that has to be part of the decision process.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Got another one back to the phones here. We got Scott in Wellesley. Hey, Scott, what's going on?
1: Hey guys, how are you? Good. You know, I had three quick points. Um, number one, I had a question for Fred, and then a question for um, for Paul. But you know, I was I think Tonyson would be the best quarterback for this for this offense, just because. He was great at throwing for six yards when you needed eight. And it, it, we throw so many balls in front of the first down line. It's really frustrating to watch. Um, my, my question for Fred is, who do you think will be, end up being a bigger bust, Juwan Williams or Tyquan Thornton? Oof. And then for Paul, Brutals. you know, I just, I, I don't know if it's really a question more than appreciation of the, the, you know, the fact that Bill was able to lock up Devon Godchild. Uh, before
4: the season, you know, we're, we're, we're
1: supposed to. Oh, this guy's watch full of. <laughs> you're
4: full now, of. Now, you you're know, full of. Rim uh, really <laughs> and vinegar, huh?
3: <laughs> Fred, bigger bust? Jawan Williams or Tyquan Thornton? That one's to Williams. you? Williams. I think
4: Thornton's going to be fine.
1: Based on what? I mean, that play last that, that, I was frightened by that play last night on during, during the goal line, where this is a guy who's supposed to be quick and be able to move. And it was like he had no understanding where the first down marker was. He had no ability to stay in balance, even though he's not a heavy guy. And I haven't seen him really do anything. I mean, I know he, he did a nice end around against Cleveland, but you he is not really flashed and they don't use him And in this offense where you're only throwing the ball four or five yards. Why would you use a second round pick on a guy who really is only useful if you get him out in space?
4: Yeah. I, I think, you know, you hate to say it, but let's see the second year jump. Let's see what happens in his second year. Um, Like you said, they're really not using him a lot. And part of that is because of, you know, he's had some, uh, I, I call them alligator or, or lobster arms. We uh, <laughs> had some of those early, you know, a drop or two, but I think he's got potential. I, I, I don't think he's going to be a bust like Jawan Williams. I, th- I think he'll be okay. So Paul, you know, I think we
1: were, you know, I just thought it was amazing the comments Belichick made before the season of the Vaughn God Show. And again, you know, I, I worry that we should extend him now because he's so valuable and so great that you know you want to make sure he ends his career as a Patriot. But all kidding aside, I mean, it, it makes you wonder what it is about this guy that made him decide to. I mean, you, I don't even know if he was mentioned on the telecast last night.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I, I just don't think that those kinds of players are as valuable as Bill does. I think. Well, can, and also, but does it
4: really matter that he gave Godshaw that money? So it that, depends. Like, are you going to
3: are you going to win in six months? Are you going to complain about cap space? I don't think this affects I perso- it. Like I, I personally don't care because I think you can always find cap space. But that's a, a very common excuse in the NFL. No, I know. So I don't I, like wasting I, cap space on run-stuffing defensive tackles who, are, all, stuff, who yeah, are only who are only okay at it.
4: Yeah. Well, no, yeah, just I thought he was one of the best defensive in the league.
1: That's what Bill thinks. What it you say about the fact that? When they're looking for a spark, they bring in Marcus Jones and throw the ball out to him.
3: Yeah, that's a point that Mike that has brought might, up, but you're not really directing any of your comments to Mike.
1: Well, Mike's doing a terrific job. you oh, know. Uh, you, so I, I got Are one quick sarcastic? question for Mike, actually, now that you mention it. One quick question I mean, for you, Mike. Let's go. Mike, so, you know, you look at Mac Jones and how angry he is, you know, and it's like, I think he's upside. I, I, I like him a little bit better than Paul. I don't think he's a, I, don't, I think he can be a good quarterback. But a guy – but you look at it, he could be a Kirk Cousins, right? But Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen.
2: Yeah. Yep. Do,
1: you, do you buy this – I don't think these wide receivers are as bad as they have been, like, you know, back in the Kimball, Tompkins era and so forth. But do you think a guy like Mac Jones – are they doing this because these guys can't get open down the field?
0: I mean, I, I think they're better than what they're playing right now. I mean, and I don't think that they're necessarily – you know, a top a, a top 10 offense. But I think that they have the pieces to be better than what they've done. And, I, I mean, that's why I would, you know, point toward coaching. Um, you know, I just – I think I, I, I you need to build with weapons. You need to – this is what the NFL is now. Even if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or Tony Eason or whoever you got in there at quarterback, it's just – it seems to me like it's just good practice now to invest a day-two pick at least every single draft on a potential explosive – game-changing type player, whether it's a tight end, whether it's wide receiver, whether it's a running back, always well, making Mike, sure that Mike, that, that, that stays the same. That
1: was to be Johnny Smith, right? So why do you think no. he's been such a you know, non-factor since he's got here?
0: Oh, that's, a, that's, that's one of life's great mysteries. That's a miss. <laughs> it's he's, a miss. He's what he was in Tennessee. Yeah, it's a miss evaluation. Yeah. Thanks, Scott.
3: Um, and that ends the uh, Scott and Wellesley show. Uh, you know, tune in again tomorrow. Well, <laughs> oh, no, he came ready. He came. <laughs> he, he was good. I there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm
0: running out of steam, Paul. After you know, the last 24 hours, I, I needed a little help there. Yeah. Uh, but why? Like, why did they give him four years? Four years. Like that tells me we see something in this guy. He fits us absolutely, we are, and we I, want him
3: to be part of everything. And I do think he has sort of that athletic profile to be more. But I, I just think he's one of those guys that doesn't have the football traits. Like, I don't think it ever looks smooth. And with no, him.
0: and that's what I was going to say. Like, you said, for as like good an athlete
3: as he is. He, he, it's as just he is,
0: weird, choppy strides. And, and it's like he kind of lunges at the ball. And he's not, know. like, big, powerful. He's not really quick, savvy. He's just, I mean, he's got good size, but I, I can't, I just the can't vast wrap my head around it up. majority of plays
3: that he's made for the Patriots have been plays that are designed just to get him the ball. Yep. Like, yep. quick screen, go.
0: Quick little crosser underneath. Yeah. Up go. the sideline.
3: You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, the deal is, but, I mean. Like, you could never
4: picture him going down the seam like Hunter Henry did. Exactly. No. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Without I, him, I like, could getting all it, twisted up in the air. I could and picture all, him you know, twisting around and the ball, awkwardly. bouncing off his hand, and getting picked off by a deep safety. Like, did, the, did this
0: not show up on film? I don't
3: know. Now, he's he, he hasn't, like, I mean, I think he was, like, a 40-catch guy with Tennessee, and he's not going to catch 40 balls this year. Um, but. He kind of is what he is. Like I don't think I think people had visions of him being like this seventy catch guy with, you know. I just take the forty oh, yards after catch with touchdowns after touchdowns, and you know what does yeah. he have? Twenty yeah. two. twenty two yeah. catches he has. So he's go, he's going to end up falling like ten ten short had, of what know, he what we did we for the yeah. second year in a row.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I just think they were so desperate for tight ends that just grab the two best ones that are available in this particular year and try to balance them out as, as best you can. But yeah, that's uh, I should say too, I, I know. Yes. I said earlier about the free agents that Judon on was, but I mean, I don't think Godshaw has been terrible. I mean, I think that he's been something that they've needed and he's been able to play, you know, he's been reliable as far as that. And, um, you know, and Hunter Henry, I think, too, has been, you know, not the 1A tight end that that. No, I mean, Henry only might has have, 28 but, catches. But I think he's been, uh, I mean, he's a he, real slow start, real slow start. Um, you know, I think he's at least given them production and, you know, some degree of reliability. But I still, I still look at the tight end position as ideally upgradable. Ideally, you know, to get a guy, at least just get one guy who can do it all. Um, I know those guys don't grow on trees. And though. it's
3: not like anybody, I mean, like, here we are. It's it's we're heading into the fourteenth game of the season, and Mac Jones has seven touchdown passes. Like he barely has more than Bailey Zappi. He doesn't throw into the it's, end zone. That's it,
4: crazy. Like I said, we are not witnessing an NFL offense at this point.
0: Yep, we're, we're not. It was striking the last caller that just said, you know, they don't throw it inside the red zone. Like it's like I mean, they got in with with Harris, but. You just don't see them putting any trust in Mac being able to thread the needle down close to the line. And I agreed
3: with his comment about that catch that Thornton made. Like there's another guy who's supposed to be like a really, really special kind of athlete. And he not look, I I actually want to see a slow down version of the catch again, because I'm not sure he was in bounds. (laughs) Like when he turned around, he got called out of bounds when he, when his foot came down out of bounds. I'm not sure he had that foot in bounds when he made contact with the ball. Like, I mean, it didn't matter because they kicked the field goal in the next play anyway, and they would have done that had they called it incomplete. But I, I just think, like Scott said, that's a play that he should have been able to contort his body and athletically get upfield. I think Mac was upset about it, don't you think?
0: Sure. What was it, third and nine? You got eight. Is that?
3: And he was wide open. Like he should have had a chance to get up the sideline and get the first down, yeah. if not the touchdown.
4: Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: I, I'm yeah. gonna be. I'm gonna be on a big body watch next training camp for Thornton to see if he puts any strange meat on and strange. If those guys yeah. are are able to bulk up and look like ooh, they got on the what what is it what do they call it get them on the <clears> the, program. <throat> the program the program yeah. well, now the program. Well, no, the the program they, is the football team. They should bring training. in, the should bring in Logan and have him be a personal trainer
4: for personal coach for Cole Strange.
0: He might have to send Cole Strange down to the farm. Yeah, It'd be like kind of a old-fashioned farm training farm strength yes <laughs> logan B like yep. go shovel that pile of manure i'll tell you when yeah. you <laughs> go
3: shovel that pile
0: of manure i think cole strange would do it in a second oh that's real nice can you buy me five guys afterwards thank you sir <laughs> uh quick question here uh on the emails from joe uh been wondering does a coach's salary affect the cap uh no so is it cheaper for Bill that matty p coach offense than to pay someone this year i think that's uh no, it, it doesn't affect the cap, but it it, it affects the owner's uh, budget. So he's he's probably still getting paid by Detroit, right?
3: And it, yes, and it may affect. I mean, we've had differing reports on this. It may affect Belichick's
0: budget. Yeah, I
3: don't know the yeah. truth on that one.
4: We don't know the truth on that. Nope.
0: Uh, He continues. Do you find it interesting that the tight end situation this year league wide has been questionable? There's only a strong top five when in other years it felt like there's an emphasis on that position a lot more. Great TV. I was was wondering about that a little bit. I don't know.
3: I don't see that at all. I think virtually every week I watch, you know, and it's guys that are capable. I'm not even talking about like numbers. You know, like Darren Waller's been hurt all year. He doesn't have numbers, but he's a good tight end. You know, Mike Kosicki hasn't really had a tremendous amount of activity. Dawson Knox. You know, but like, you got Kelsey, Kittle, Mark Andrews. Like, they're they're good tight ends in the league. Uh, Still, don't you think?
0: Yeah. uh, Real quick, uh, before we wrap up, I I thought it was a fun play um, this week where Buffalo. Fryermuth. Faked, faked like the motion under center. Like they were gonna go quick with Dawson yeah, Knox, and yeah. then they got CJ Mosley. jumped CJ Mosley, which was like you know the guy who like is anticipating everybody's playbook, just yep. went flying. And it's it, a big play. It seemed completely like they one hundred percent were targeting him with that exact play of you know the guy motions in, gets under center, and goes <clears> quick, <throat> and he just didn't even hesitate and jumped. That over That was the the a top. big play.
3: It was nothing, nothing at the end of the half. They might have had a punt there had they not drawn him offside, and then they went down and got a touchdown.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of that CJ Mosley man. He's all over the place. Got, they like that. I like that against the Bills. Uh, Rich in New York City throwing out Cliff Kingsbury as OC. Talked about <coughs> that a little bit. Yeah, but
3: like I, I did not realize this. I know a lot of people have sort of been throwing that name around. He just signed an extension. He's under contract till twenty seven. Wow. Like I don't think they're gonna pull the plug on Kingsbury.
0: And then they got the, they got Kyler, and now he's hurt. So I mean, if they're gonna blow something up, they gotta blow it all up with all those contracts. Like, right, and just that's keep you it. know we
3: talked about Mike Brown earlier. Well, Mike Bidwell in. Uh, Arizona is similar. He's pretty right. tight. Like I don't see him swallowing that that kind of money.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I mean,
4: Paul, you mentioned like you know, all the owners in the NFL have money, but they don't all have they the same. They don't all money. have the same. They're not all Jerry Jones and, and Daniel not, Snyder. They don't yeah. All have the same liquidity. Yeah. Right. That's, the,
0: that's a Raiders thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason why, why Josh is uh, safe. Uh, winding through some of these last emails, Zach in Brighton uh, writes in. He, he likes Michael Pittman. I like Michael Pittman coming out down uh, down on the Colts. He's uh, he's been pretty good. Um, how much higher do you think his trade value is compared to Judy and Higgins? Sla- oh, you, he, slightly less. He would be
3: less than. Yeah. Cer- well, maybe not Judy, but certainly less than Higgins.
0: Higgins would be looking to looking to get paid. I just I see the Bengals as being like, we can only do Joe Burrow and maybe Chase.
3: Yeah, and, and that's all you get. And, and you also have to target guys that you think might be looking to get out. Like, I'm not sure Pittman fault. Like, Judy's clearly been frustrated. I can't believe he didn't get uh, in trouble for that tirade that he had. He yanked his helmet off and made contact with the ref. Not even a penalty, let alone getting thrown out of the game. Then he scored three touchdowns after that. Um, but Judy, to me, is disgruntled. I think Higgins could want his money and realize he ain't going to get it. And might want out earlier. Now, I I could also see Higgins saying, "No, it's, we we got a really good team here. I'm gonna ride this out. I'll I'll max my value. I'll be an unrestricted free agent, and and I'll get it because yeah. I'm gonna be part of a really good team here. And Joe Burrow knows how to keep us all
0: involved. I know Mac. I mean, didn't really play officially much with Judy, but I just like again feels like the Alabama stuff. Like give Mac his guys. You know, try to like I just I just wonder if you're gonna read between the lines and see motivation of moves that. Maybe this doesn't make total sense, but when you look at it through the lens of Mac Jones, this is going to make him happy. This is going to get him back on board with us. All right, we're winding things down. Fred, any, uh, any, last, any final thoughts here before we, we wrap up this, uh, this beast of a show?
4: I would just, you know, we, we started the show by talking about how the broadcast was you know so in the Mac camp and he has a right to be frustrated. And they were so, so 100% on, on that narrative that you wonder, like there must not have been anything in their production meeting and anything that they talked to before the, the game that was contrary to that. So something, you know, they don't just say that stuff. So it, it tells me that everything that they heard pregame gave them that opinion. And I you just wonder what's going on. What, what is going on?
0: The coach is pretty open in those little, those little chinwags before. They, they
3: can be, but I think Belichick has been burned a little bit the last few times. And yeah. I wonder if maybe he was a little yeah. bit more tight-lipped than he normally is.
4: Yeah. But even if he was tight-lipped, then, then why would you be so sure that Mack has a right to be frustrated? You know? Yep.
3: Yeah. It's a good point that I would address. Um, if you want to hang on the line, I'll talk a little bit off the air and give you a theory or two. Okay. Or or save it for tomorrow.
0: Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to happen now. It won't be a theory I'm sharing on air. Well, uh, just so you guys know, and everyone out there knows, FedEx, we're ready for the holidays. They are ready. Fred, you know it. I know it. FedEx. We all know it. Whatever you got to do, you got to get a package there. FedEx, they're ready for it. Send it their way. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. We got some of the gang out west so maybe we'll get a check in from from some of the arizona crew as they start to uh i guess we'll see what the practice schedule like and availability and all those things the coaches did talk today so there'll be certainly some things coming out of that so until then we will see you tomorrow thank you for downloading this podcast
1: subscribe on apple google play and everywhere else you listen